0: From downtown, this is Tim Kitcher from NBHM, and you're listening to Nintendo Mame Podcast. Boom Shakalaka!
1: This week on Nintendo Mame, we're going to celebrate Zelda's 35th anniversary because Nintendo decided not to. If you love something,
0: write your name on it real big. Happy
2: 35th anniversary, Super Mario.
1: Super Mario. Welcome to Nintendo Main Podcast, episode 259. Your place to hear fans of Nintendo talk about Zelda and their own celebrations of his 35th anniversary. Now that he's been shunned like everybody else has in the quarantine, Nintendo's just like, well, you know, nobody celebrates their birthdays, so we won't do it either. And we are your hosts. I'm Trey Gregor's Revenge Johnson.
0: I'm Jeremy Big Nightmares Mikowski. I'm John.
2: Zelda had a what now? Knitter. <laughs>
1: Do you want to talk about uh world news for a second? We can just because uh, you know all shits going to hell in Texas because of uh, very bad planning as far as uh, electricity goes. But I the only reason I want to mention it is is isn't Retro Studios in Texas? They are, <laughs> yeah.
2: So Kotaku so, had an article about uh, there was a bunch of video game studios in Texas who had to close down, and yeah, I didn't see Retro Studios on the list, but they went through pretty much every other one that you could could think of that's uh, in texas
1: well when when was the last time we saw a game from retro studios (laughs) what are they even doing who knows we haven't seen anything from them since uh donkey kong country 2 (laughs) tropical freeze yeah Yeah. and i I know they're working on metroid prime 4 supposedly that's what they tell us but it's like what what the fuck were they doing for those like 10 years between like yeah i was like what were you doing Mm. like i heard i heard somewhere a rumor that they had that they were working on a zelda that didn't make it but I don't know if that's actually true or not. Really? Yeah.
0: Like a spin-off or something.
1: I thought it was supposed to be like a Zelda Zelda that didn't get approved or something. I don't know. Could have been part of like the development of, of Breath of the Wild. I'm sure you've seen all the photos of like how crazy sci-fi they were gonna make it and stuff like that originally. Which would have been fun. But that's that. But let's talk about something more positive and talk about the games that we got and what we've been playing for the week. Yes, I Woohoo! So I, I got some stuff to talk about, some some cool stuff, uh, mostly, like, retro stuff, but I'm really digging it. start off, I did find my 3D world, or I guess Conan found the 3D world. It was in his room. He had it, so. Okay, so I you had loaned it to him. Yeah, so we found it. Uh, he also had my copy of of Catherine, <laughs> which, I, which I didn't even know that I'd lend that to him, too. I guess I never looked for it to try to play it again, but now, you know, so I didn't know that I didn't have it. So there's there it is got got that got that back as well so if i want to get into that game i can for free you know it's not the full body edition but <laughs> it's it's still there and just and i just and i we played it for a while uh, it wasn't i mean i still like the game but it wasn't it wasn't i didn't like it as much as i did when it came out i started mm-hmm. to see a little bit of the flaws of it playing it again like i like i was having a hard time with the 3d ef- effect like with you know with just lining myself up with the with right. the jumps and stuff and the, and I think the timer is incredibly annoying. I mean, that, it seems to be more annoying than it was when I originally played it. Yeah, well, I'll we... tell you
0: with the full body. and What I the thing I liked the most about it was
1: the easy yeah. mode. Oh, I, I was talking about Mario Three D World, <laughs> not, <laughs> not, not full body.
0: <laughs> so yeah, okay, you said the full body edition of Mario Three D World, I get Super <laughs> Mario Full Body, the one that comes with the panties, right?
1: Yes, yes. Okay, no, got it. Full the, cat, body, the, it's the, the cat suit that I got, it came with. <laughs> it. No, 3D World. I played. We we played 3D World together, and uh, yeah, it's um, it's it still looks good. There's just some parts that, that are annoying to me. Like I was having a hard time with this level that has like fences and stuff because you could climb off them with a the cat, but you always jump the wrong way. And if you're playing with Peach and you jump off the wall, you never float. You only float when you first jump. And there's just all this like little like annoyances to the game that didn't make it didn't make it as fun as it was the first time for me. Going back to it again and i still think the 3d-ness of it doesn't really work that well when it's not on the on the 3ds cuz some of those some of those jumps are really hard to gauge like where like whether you're under the box or not and some of those levels that are like isometric are just like a pain in the ass too mm-hmm. like that one that first what well, that first level that was like a tank where everything's like moving on its own and i was like uh oh, this is yeah it's that
0: it's but a weird game.
1: It's it is a very weird game, and it's and it definitely shows that playing it again. But it's it's nice to have it again. I can I can play it. Uh, I I keep hearing nothing but great things about Bowser's Fury, so one maybe someday when it gets to a price that I'm okay with, mm. I'll go for it. I, I really didn't want to play, pay sixty dollars for just that, and I'm glad that I didn't. Considering that when I played 3D World it went, again, I was like, oh, was, you know, it's just kind of showing some cracks here in this in this game design.
0: He's a plumber. He's gonna show some crack.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. But other than that, I still ended up buying the SNK versus Capcom Neo Geo game on Switch, the match of the millennium. And I'm glad that I did because it's really good. I mean, as far as like a Neo Geo pocket color games, you know, it has its limitations, but it still works really well. And it's amazing like how much they did with like having only one button for like punch and one button for kick. And it's all like pressure sensitive, you know. Like depending on how long you hold the button for is how you do like light, medium, and hard kick, or punch and all that. And there's a bunch of extra stuff in there. There's like a there's like an Olympic mode where you can play. There's like four different mini games based around the characters. There's like a Ghosts and Goblins mini game where you just like jump back and forth and collect treasure and try not to get killed by the ghosts as they like jump out of the pits and stuff. There's all these really cool extra stuff in there. There's like a DDR style game that you play with the control pad where the cat lady dances and you like uh, push the right direction and it's basically like ddr but you're playing it on your controller and there is a way to play two player on the same screen jeremy but i don't know how it works but i went to multiplayer and all of a sudden two screens showed up on my switch okay so there is some way to do it but i wasn't i didn't have enough time to, to mess around with it but yeah you can do that it's like two it's like does a split screen when you go to that multiplayer so i'm like okay that's weird how does that work? And why does it have to be split screen? It's a fighting game. It's always the same screen. I don't know. You I guess know,
2: they were thinking yeah. maybe it would be too uncomfortable to have two players crammed together in an action intensive game.
1: Yeah, but, I, mean, know, but I think maybe
2: it's kind of a novelty, but, but I don't know. I could, I could see how it might be more comfortable.
0: It's kind of it funny way. to think like, but you're they're making your ass kicked and you just go, <laughs> Right, the control away.
1: I mean, but you're like, but you're making the screen smaller by creating two screens on the same screen. Uh-huh. It would be easier to just leave it big, like how it is, because it's a fighting game. There's only one camera angle. You don't need two camera angles, and you still, and with splitting it in half, it makes it smaller. So you have to get closer to actually see it, because it makes it harder to see. I don't understand. I don't, I really don't understand how it works. I'll have to mess around with it more till for next week, but. I I beat it multiple times. I beat it I beat it like three or four times last night, just through like the regular arcade mode, and it's great. It feels weirdly enough, it feels like almost very very similar to the GameCube one that I really liked a lot, the SNK versus Capcom two EO that I played like a lot on GameCube. It feels very similar to that, and it has like a story. It has a story in there. Um, you can change. You can change all the different like uh, super build up styles. You know, there's like the Capcom one and the one that's more like SNK and they affect your the way you you know the way you can do super moves and the way you gain your uh super move level and all that stuff. And it's it looks great for uh, I mean it looks like an NES game but a really really good looking NES game with little chibi street fighter guys but it just controls incredibly well and it's just a lot of fun to play and I and I ended up uh, I ended up using some of my gold coins. It was only like $7 or $8 and I ended up getting it for like practically free so I didn't really feel bad about it. It was just one of those things that I really wanted to try out and i've been a uh, i don't know what it is i like slept on my shoulder weird or like or just i don't know bursitis or something but my shoulder's been kind of fucked up all week so i haven't really been able to do like ring fit or anything like that so i didn't actually i wasn't really able to play snk versus capcom until like last night cuz just playing fighting games has you know has more movement on my shoulder and it just really hurt to try to play stuff that was more like um controller intensive you know so i just hadn't been playing it and i Finally got to play it last night, and I was really impressed by it. I really like it a lot, but I had to take a week off from my ring fit stuff. So that so that sucks. It's the first time that I haven't ring fit, but my my shoulder was so messed up that I just couldn't I couldn't do anything. I could barely move it. It was that bad, so I couldn't do any squeezes or any of that type of thing. So I had to take a break. But oh yeah, and also uh, and also you can unlock characters in the game, which is awesome. Like I always it always would annoy me. Like some of the newer fighting games when they come out and everybody's already unlocked. So you have really nothing to do, aside from, like, play online and get your ass handed to you. I'd rather... I I enjoyed fighting games of old where you would just, like, play through the game multiple times and just, you know, just play it to unlock characters and learn the characters and all that. And it was really fun. Like, the Marvel vs. Capcom 2 on, on Sega Dreamcast. Like, I played the shit out of that, because that's how you would do it. You would play and, like, get points and then use points to unlock characters, and then you'd play through with those characters and so forth and go through and unlock everybody, and it was really fun. And then they re-released it for PlayStation 3 later, and everybody was in there. And I barely even played it, because I'm like, what am I supposed to do? Just I mean, I played through the arcade a couple times, but I felt like I'd seen everything I needed to see. You know, I I like that it actually gives me some sort of reason to, like, come back and keep playing it. So it's nice to see that old school like unlockability of characters. Like I like that stuff. You know, it makes me keeps me coming back to it. And I and even though I beat it multiple times, I haven't actually unlocked any characters yet because you get a different character depending on who you pick off of the SNK or the Capcom side. And there's like there's like a shadow, like a character's shadow, and these blocks get taken away every time you beat it. And uh it depends on like the difficulty you're playing on, at and all that. And I got most of them taken away, but It'll change because I played with like a Capcom character and then I played with an SK character and I didn't do it enough times to where I fully got one. But I'm definitely going to play it some more. It's works, it works really well. I, I mean, I beat the game. I was able to beat the game with Zangief, who's like one of my new favorites mm-hmm. of Street Fighter because those fucking uh, those spinning pile drivers, man. It'll take off half your life if you're good enough at it. Did it really but,
2: take you 30 years around to come around to
1: Zangief? What was that about? I mean I just never really used him because I thought his his moves were too hard to do. I don't know. And and I I mean it wouldn't not I don't think it took me like 30 years. Like I started using Zangief more often whenever Street Fighter 4 came out on PS3. I was starting to fuck around with it more cuz I had that other weird dude that would like put oil on himself and like slide around the level. <laughs> and he had moves like Zangief too where they were all kind of like full circles. So I started doing those moves and I was like those are pretty easy to do. Maybe I should try doing Zangief. So I Kind of came around to him. Actually, I think I started doing more stuff with him on the Wii also when they re-released the Super Nintendo games, the the Street Fighter 2s from that. I was playing that. So I was saying I didn't play as him as much when I was in high school, but I got around to it later. But he's become one of my one of my favorites on there. And plus he has, like, after the Super one, he has that move where he actually runs at the guy, so you don't have to be next to him. And he has pretty good reach as far as, like, moves go, as his, like, flips and wrestling moves and stuff like that, so... But it's it's great if anybody's uh on the fence about it and like and loves fighting games. I think it's awesome. i I'm was very impressed by it. So it's definitely a number one recommend for me and beat of the week too. I guess since I saw the credits like four times. So unless you want to wait till I unlock all the characters, but I definitely want to play it more because it's fun. No, nah, you got credits, and uh, you know me, I love I love buying uh, Street Fighter games on systems. So. That's what, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> I got another one. But as far as like the Neo Geo pocket color games that I played, I only played that one in the Fatal Fury one, and I like this one a lot better, so. But, you know, you got the Fatal Fury guys in there as well. They're all, they're all in there. They're just all little chibi guys, but they look cute. But my, uh, my big, my big purchase of the week that I was like so excited about, and I texted you guys on Slack about it, but there was a BlizzCon happened this weekend, and, uh, they ended up uh, releasing one of my like uh favorite super nintendo games on there that i've talked about many times on this show uh blackthorn yeah. is now on is now on the switch and i was like what it just kind of came out of nowhere i thought that yeah. they had completely forgotten about their super nintendo titles you know and just never get didn't give a shit anymore but the game ended up like shadow dropping over the weekend during blizzcon and i was like no fucking way and I, and i just felt like i had to get it because of blackthorn Because I talked about the show. I was trying to play it on the original Super Nintendo. And I was like, man, this game really needs, like, a map and a rewind button and all that stuff. And that's in there now. And uh, they really... Nintendo has a lot to learn from Blizzard about, like, how to make an actual good collection of games. Because this collection is awesome. Like, this is, like, one of the best collections I've played. There's a... It was $20. There's only... Technically, there's only three games in there. Because there's only Blackthorn, Lost Vikings, and Rock and Roll Racing but there's there's three different uh, there's like there's three or four different versions of each game so there's actually like 10 games total technically if you count all the different versions and it's really cool like they give really give you like everything like there's a there's the regular Blackthorn Super Nintendo version there's the Blackthorn 32X version which is fucking ridiculous and stupid looking but awesome at the same time so it if you want to play like a really dumb looking 3D version of Blackthorn you can play it and and I did play it. I played through like the first couple levels on the 32x Blackthorn, and it looks so bad. But I mean, I'm sure at the time everybody thought it looked great because it had little like little like polygonal characters in there. But the background's not really that much different. Just the just the, the your character and the enemies are like little polygons. So, but it hasn't aged well at all. It kind of looks terrible. But I love that it's on there. I'm glad that they actually put it on there. And and there's and there's an extra set of levels too in the 32x version, so you get four extra levels on that. But you Did get
0: you that. Notice if the audio was better in the 32x version.
1: Uh, I mean, it's different, but I actually don't like it better. I think it sounds better on the Super Nintendo. So that's that's my opinion. I mean, maybe that's nostalgia or something, but I think it doesn't sound as good on the 32x. It didn't sound like red book quality or like like mm-hmm. CD quality, like that type of thing. It sounded like I don't know. It sounded like tinny, like more like metal, I guess. Not like good metal, like, you know, like bad sounding <laughs> sound metal. But yeah, I was really impressed with it. There's there's those two versions of Blackthorn, and there's the Definitive Edition of Blackthorn, which was, that was the one that I played through. So that was my other beat of the week. But Definitive Edition, uh, you have save states whenever you want, and you get a map that automatically creates itself as you go through the game, which is awesome. Like, that's what I wanted so much for these type of games. Especially the way this game is like, you know, you played Flashback, You know, we had the 99 cent flashback, which that game sucks compared to (laughs) (laughs) to Blackthorn. Blackthorn is way better. And I know I watched uh, another thing. There's documentaries like on the thing, which is awesome. There's probably like probably about an hour's worth of footage total that you can watch. But I watched like the making ofs of all of all of them and there's There's like you know various different stuff about development and stuff like that in the nineties, which is really cool, and they have the developers on there to talk about making the games and I always find it neat when games actually have like videos and stuff about the about the games on there like when uh, what was it when the first Mortal Kombat game came to gamecube like the first the first whatever that one was deadly alliance I think, and there was the crypt, and you could find like the videos in there and stuff of like development oh, yeah. or like the or, like, the uh, the whatever that fucking stupid song that's on there. You could watch the music video of that. I always thought that was really funny to have cool unlockables in there like that. And there's just all this stuff available in there. There's, like, scans of all of the boxes of, like, the Super Nintendo and the Genesis box and, like, the manuals and, and like, all of these print ads from, like, comic books and magazines and stuff like that. They just, like, I was just really impressed. It's nice to see how somebody, how you should actually do, like, a collection of games. Like I felt like they didn't they didn't slack at all on this. They actually like put some effort into it and made a really fucking cool package. And I thought it was totally worth. I mean, as the worth the price of twenty bucks or even more than that, you know, because they just put well, they so much even effort into it. Hype it up? They just shadow dropped it. Yeah, they didn't even tell anybody about it. <laughs> <laughs> but it was. I mean, but it was just really surprising and really cool. And, uh, that's the Blackthorn stuff, but on Lost Vikings, you have the Super Nintendo version, you have the Genesis version, because I think they're a little bit different. There's a definitive edition of that too that combines both the Genesis and the Super Nintendo st- stuff, the good stuff from both of them, which I haven't played, but I want, I want to try to beat all of the definitive editions of all the different versions of the games. And I was going to try to play, uh, Lost Vikings with Jess, because the definitive edition does have multiplayer where you can play as the different Vikings. And I think mm-hmm. the Genesis had that, but the Super Nintendo didn't. It didn't. I think from the two That's different... That's the only one I've played. From the two different releases. So, But it's just really cool that you have that option. Like, you have, you have the Genesis and the Super Nintendo for Lost Vikings, because they were different. So if, if you want to do one or the other, you can. And, of course, there's save state. It's weird that the, the rewind stuff is only in the actual console versions. They're not in the definitive editions, which I thought was weird. Like Blackthorn doesn't have rewind; it just has save state, so you just have to save state a lot. But the regular, the Super Nintendo, and the 32X has rewind, and the Genesis and the Super Nintendo of Lost Vikings has rewind. And Rock and Roll Racing actually has four versions, which mm-hmm. is pretty cool. There's a, there's the Super Nintendo version, there's the Genesis version, uh, there's there's a definitive edition version that actually has like the real audio of the music on there. You know, because they had like rock and roll music in there, but it was a, but it was a 16 bit. Mm-hmm. But the definitive edition actually has like better graphics and also has like the red book audio, so it's like the actual song instead of like a 16-bit version of it. It's the real song, so you get like you get like Radar Love and whatever other weird shit they have on there, you know. And also, there's a version that's just all multiplayer. There's a, a split screen multiplayer at rock and roll racing as well. That's a four player split screen, so it's cool. They they just added a lot a lot of shit in there, and it was fun to watch the videos about the development. Like I watched them talk about uh. You know, talk about like how they got the license for the games, how they, they basically paid this, like, uh, it was this, this elevator, elevator music company to, uh, to take because they had a bunch of these songs that they wanted and that's how they got it. Instead of like going directly to the bands and playing a whole bunch of money, they bought like elevator music of these, of these, uh, songs that they wanted and then just turned those into 16 bit. That's how they got the soundtrack for that game and. It was pretty cool. And it's and they talk about how, you know, like the very first uh, ogres and goblins that you ever saw were in like Blackthorn and uh, Rock and Roll Racing, you know, way before World of Warcraft and all that stuff. And they talk about how uh, Kyle Blackthorn, stupid name, was the name of the main character of Blackthorn and how he was an influence for all these other characters that, were in, that you see in World of Warcraft later. So it was really cool. And of course, I mean, I should have known it because it's fucking obvious as fuck, but... Uh, you know Kyle Blackthorn is basically Ash from Evil Dead they said that that it's straight yeah. up Ash from Evil Dead too with a shotgun you know going around You've
0: even said that about the character
1: before Yeah going around blowing up goblins so it's it's pretty it's 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 super influenced by Evil Dead 2 and all that stuff so yeah I was just really I was just really impressed by the game and I think it's awesome and if anybody has any sort of interest in any of those games I 100% recommend it cuz there's there's just a lot of really cool stuff to look at in there and there's a lot of different versions I was planning on doing – because there's a thing, you know, with the DMCA or whatever on on Twitch where you can't play songs, even -hmm. though it's not that bad because you guys do it. Jeremy and Shawnee, you do the – We
0: do karaoke versions.
1: And nobody really – yeah, but I mean, but supposedly they were saying that you would get cut off even if you were playing like rock and roll racing with the 16-bit versions of it or whatever. So I don't know. I mean, maybe if if people are actually... They probably wouldn't do it for me, because I don't get that many people watching me. But regardless... That's
0: probably part of it, too.
1: Regardless, I was going to make a mix of uh, racing of racing game music and just play it this weekend with that oh, instead cool. of the soundtrack. So I was going to do my own, like, WRT radio thing mixed with rock and roll racing. So that'll be fun. Tune into this.
0: The... Does this edition have any online gameplay? Like, could you play two-player Lost Vikings or...
1: Uh, that, that I don't, don't know. know. I, I, don't, I, I don't think it does. I think it's only local, but it's still cool that they went out of their way to make sure and have, have it well, on Well, then there. we have
0: something to complain about.
1: Yeah, <laughs> there you go. This, this
0: collection sucks.
1: Th- th- no. There's no online. <laughs> yeah. I mean, come on,
0: Blizzard. You do the biggest online game in the world. You can't put online on
1: this. I mean, don't quote me on that. I, like I said, I haven't tried it because I just wanted to play the games just as they are. But
0: They could always add it later if yeah.
1: they really... Cared that much. The one one big gripe I do have with the definitive edition of uh, of Rock and Roll Racing is that there's no save state in it, and I don't know when it saves. So that's kind of really annoying. Because you know, in Rock and Roll Racing, you'll just play like you know race after race after race and build up money to like upgrade your cars yeah. and buy weapons and stuff like that. And uh, and I was playing the Super Nintendo one and having a good time, and I'm just I like play a race and save state, play another race and save state, and then I played the definitive edition. And there's, like, no save state. And I'm like, how the fuck do you save? And then I play, like, three races, and I'm like, well, uh, I'm like, I don't know when it's going to save, so I'll just try restarting it. And I just restarted and everything was gone. So I don't know. I don't understand when the save points are on the Definitive Edition, which that was kind of a bummer. So if I play it, I'm, the, when I play it this weekend, I'm just going to play Super Nintendo one, because I already have stuff unlocked on that one. But it's fun. I mean, it's cool. It's, a, you know, it's basically, it's it's like an isometric racer, but it still feels pretty fast, and you know you can do uh you can do jumps and there's weapons in it as well like so it kind of feels like Mario Kart like you can shoot shoot lasers out the front of your car and like drop off like spikes and stuff out of the back to like to mess up people or like oil spills and stuff like that and there's missiles and other things that you get as you go and it's cool look like these uh sci- sci-fi dudes uh, racing around and all the characters look really weird. There's like a there's like a Vulcan looking character in there. There's a goblin as well, which they in the documentary they said that's probably the very first goblin of a Blizzard was the one from Rock and Roll Racing. But it's just cool to have like more Super Nintendo games on the Switch. You know, between between this and like the Turrican collection and and the new stuff added through Nintendo Switch Online. Like I got like I got like ten new Super Nintendo games to play on my Switch. You know, so <laughs> that's awesome. I've I, that's always what I. What I'm into into doing. And Blackthorn was a game that I... it It's amazing, because well, I, I forget what year it was when it came out, but I got it for my birthday. I got Blackthorn and Final Fantasy three for my birthday. Those are the two games that I got. And I would have never believed that Blackthorn would have made it to Switch before Final Fantasy would, right? But here it is. Yeah,
0: you're
1: right. <laughs> here, you know, out of my two birthday presents from, like, 1993 or whenever the fuck it came out. Is
0: it, this is the first re-release of the game, right?
1: Uh, no, it was re-released on Game Boy Advance, actually. Oh, okay, so it was I? I believe Lost Vikings was as well. So okay. Blizzard has actually re-released stuff for Nintendo because a I, long ass time ago. Yeah, so there was there's a Game Boy Advance Blackthorn and Lost Vikings, possibly Rock and Roll Racing too, but I'm not sure. And aside from in the 32x version, which came out much later, but yeah, it was just uh, I'm glad that people still love Blackthorn. And I did a stream of it. I, I tried to play all of it in one sitting. I could have done it if I would have just waited another hour. I just was like. I'd been playing it for like six hours, and I was just like, "I need to take a break" because I didn't know how much was left, and I only had one level and the boss left, and that took me like an hour. So I could I could have done it if I would have just stuck with it, but I ended up playing till like eight in the morning or so, and I had like people talking to me. There was somebody there was somebody called Blizzard Entertainment that was asking me questions. I don't think it was actually Blizzard, but it was kind of funny that somebody in the in the chat was like. Hey, uh, did you play Blackthorn when you were a kid? Do you think this is a like? Do you think this was a good package? Uh, do you think it was a you know fairly priced and all this stuff? And I'm like, yeah, sure.
0: I wouldn't doubt that it might have been someone working for their marketing department or something.
1: I mean, I made sure and tagged it as the Blizzard Arcade Collection, which I think is a funny name because none of the games are actually arcade games; they're all like Super Nintendo games.
0: But, I don't think that Rock and Roll ga- Racing uh, multiplayer was an arcade.
1: I don't think so. I don't know. I I thought from what I gathered from the documentary they were only making for consoles. They didn't make any arcade stuff. Or these games were developed directly for the Super Nintendo. And they made it sound like the Super Nintendo was first and maybe the Genesis was ported to later cuz they mostly talked about the build for the for the Super Nintendo. But yeah, it's it's really cool for anybody who's interested in those in that time and all that stuff. But I beat a third of it. I I beat the Blackthorn. I want to get through, I want to get through the other ones. And uh, yeah, it's it's super cool. And uh, also I went ahead and preloaded Bravely Default too, so I have that ready to go for Thursday. I don't think I'm going to make it through Xenoblade Chronicles 2 before that, but I'm still having a great time with that game. I've been playing, I think I'm in the 8th chapter now. Pyrrha, she got she got captured, so I have to, you know, learn to live without her for a while. Which kind of <laughs> sucks because she was the only Blade that I was using. Cause she's like the most You're powerful sure one. You're sure
0: she's not just over in Smash?
1: I mean, I'm sure she'll be back. She just, uh, you know, they things happen in these Xenoblade games. Sometimes things change. I don't want to spoil it, because I hope you're still playing Xenoblade Chronicles 1. But, you know, they shift things around on you. It happens in these games. I still really like it and uh, want to try to play through it, you know, before Bravely Default. But I'll still be playing it regardless. But, yeah, that's basically what I got.
0: Cool. Well, uh, one reason I haven't been playing Xenoblade... Is that I have Ring Fit in my console all the time because I'm trying to play it every day. So, oh yeah, just the... an update. Still playing it every day, <laughs> but just doing the one, uh, the 12 minute workout. It's like 12 to 13 minute workout. Um, the, the curse kind of like yeah. wakes me up.
1: The, the cur- I was just say the curse of the physical game. Oh right, Is yeah. that is that uh, you have to have it in there at all time? That was why I never made it through uh, Phoenix Rising, even though I really want to because I love that game too. But I didn't make it all the way through because I kept having to take it out to play ring fit, you know? So I was like, I I would, didn't want to put it back in and then change them and blah, blah, blah. You know, all all that bullshit,
0: which for ring fit, especially it doesn't feel like much of an excuse because you have to get up close and take the joy con off. And at least I do. I always put them back on the switch when I'm done.
1: Yeah, I mean that, that's what I was doing at first, where I would like, I'd be like, okay, I'll take, I'll take Phoenix Rising out, I'll put Ring Fit in, I'll do Ring Fit, I'll take Ring Fit in, out, and put Phoenix Rising back in, just to make sure that's always in there. And then I just kind of got lazy about it and just stopped doing it, and you know, I was like, well, uh, and I was playing other stuff too, so it was, hmm. wasn't directly. I still
2: that wish good. they would just release a digital version of Ring Fit that you could download if you bought the the cartridge.
1: You should just like, do that for every game. Why can't we just right? have that for every game? I know. For
2: Cause, real?
1: Because I don't know. Uh, I guess people are saying that you could maybe do that for because uh, there's there's been that, that new release of um, The Witcher Three, like where it's like separated from the DLC, and they said that you could download that if you already bought it. But I don't know if that works like from from like digital or physical. If you oh, I download. should check
0: that out just to. Just for funsies,
1: yeah, because because they they separated it where like now you can just buy the wizard as it, the wizard, the Witcher as the Witcher three as is with no DLC for like forty bucks, or you can buy like the one with DLC for sixty dollars. But they said that if you wanted to get whatever, download the other one, and you already bought it, you should be able to get either of them. So I don't know, I don't know if it work, works between physical and digital though. I have digital, so it doesn't matter.
0: Yeah, that's one I actually have the physical of. Another game that probably would have played more if not for the cartridge swapping but yeah I've, been, I've just been trying to be a little healthier um, i did get my second shot today so i'm fully Ooh. vaccinated i thought i'd share that not really been super vocal about it i don't know why i guess i just got some sort of like imposter syndrome over it or whatever but still happy to have it because it makes my job safer for me and for other people so.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's jeremy he's making a noise right now yeah
0: yeah, feels good though. Uh, so far, nothing. I, I got it. As of when we're recording now, it's been ten hours since I got the shot. And other than a little bit of localized pain where the injection was, I don't really feel any other symptoms. So, I've read that some people get laid out by the second shot. Yeah. So far, so good. Hoping for the for continued success on that. For front. sure. In spite of playing Ring Fit every day, I mean, like I said, I'm only playing it for a short amount of time. I yeah. think it's more at this point, it just gets me going for the day, kind of like energizes me.
1: It still helps. Uh, I mean, it's if you can do like does. a 20-minute workout, like that's what I was trying I to do. I think especially it, the stretches. Like 20, 30 minutes. Really yeah. mm-hmm. I'm my getting work, better at my squats. Yeah. I, I think mine ended up being like uh, like almost th- like 25 to 30 minutes is what it was that I was doing. So Wow.
0: I'm going to have to like, I keep saying I'm going to do it and then I never get around to
1: but it. It's but it's not... It,
0: more routines.
1: It, it's not like direct. It's not like 30 straight minutes of working out. It's like four, it's like four workout sets that I built that I would go through and to get through all of them would take me like 30 minutes. That's what hours. I need to do. Yeah. So, but, but I like don't, I, do. I, I don't really do specific rest periods. I just, whatever it, amount that it takes me in between exercises, you know, it's not like a straight 30 minute thing. I tried doing that and almost, almost destroyed myself. So I'm not doing that again.
0: But, uh, other than ring fit, You know, I move my switch around the house a lot, uh, and with my new switch or my uh, (laughs) my uh, channel changer or whatever my HDMI thing that I bought a couple weeks ago, I continue to play all kinds of GameCube and Wii games just impulsively. I just grab them, play them, and they just work, and it's great. Like I didn't really. I mean, I'm, I'm sure the honeymoon phase will be over eventually, but it's been nice just revisiting all my old games that I haven't played for a while, and it's been. Some of these games I haven't played for years. Like, I played uh, Moto Heroes, which I've talked about yeah. a few times on the show. I actually beat a level I've been stuck on probably for at least five years.
1: Yeah, time to beat that game.
0: I beat <laughs> it the level by go- I. It's been so long, and I just forgot that you can go to a shop and buy upgrades. And I just upgraded my car, that I very easily
1: beat that level I was stuck on. So, and that's all. That that's played. how long
0: it had been <laughs> since I played it. Uh, what was that I also for? played. What's uh, it,
1: was a, it was a WiiWare game. What yes, it.
0: it was uh, exclusively, as far as I know, it was only released on the Wii uh, shop. And you could only get it digitally, and I don't think it was anywhere else. So it's a pretty cool game. It's made by the people who did Trials, um, or at least some people from that are involved, I think. And it's like a little cute, like, monster truck, cartoony monster truck version of that, where there's a lot of loop-de-loops, and the, the, the courses are more zoomed out, and a lot of it is like you race ghosts, is a lot of the gameplay and you just have a, they just keep throwing new courses at you and you just have to get through them in a certain time or defeat a ghost or there's different, uh, objectives they'll give you. It's fun. Also been playing excite truck and excite bots, which I'm pretty sure we did an episode exclusively about those. we did. uh, Yeah. Like in our
1: very, very, very beginning we did an excite, episode that excite bots game it's still so cool like i love that game it It's so. is i've been
0: playing both a lot of fun
1: it's so dumb and so weird like Uh and uh the one thing what was the excite truck you could actually make your own soundtrack which is like the only game that you could ever do that super nintendo game you need to put it on an sd card and put it on your Uh, wii but i totally i don't know if it would
0: work with the wii U that way
1: i think it should no you should still be able to do it you just because it still has the or no wait I forget how you do it. I
0: don't no, think the no. Wii U has a SD slot, does it?
1: Or no, I guess it would have to be through a USB Wait, or something. Wait, it does. It does. No, it's it's not it's not a SD slot, it's a USB. Like you put it on a USB uh, adapter okay. and put it in there. So that no, which, it
0: might work then.
1: Yeah, which I have. I have a couple of those, but yeah, Just I re- a thumb drive. I remember I made a soundtrack of like uh, of like Journey and Danzig and weird <laughs> stuff like that that I would race to on Excite Truck. The only thing that kind of sucks is I think the lo- the races are kind of the same between the two of them. You basically have they're basically the same maps. I don't know if you've noticed mm. that yet. They're they're the I'm, same they're the same locations, but they're the same maps also. So it's kind of like oh, you're kind of the same races.
2: I just remember Flight like, got cheap real quick, and I got it for twenty bucks.
0: Yeah, Oh, I think I paid less than ten for it. Whenever I bought it, I'm sure I talked about it on the episode because I think I just I, bought it.
1: Yeah, I think I bought it for full price, but I didn't regret anything. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> i bought it many years later yeah um
0: but yeah it's really fun so i've been just like moto heroes i just have been picking up where i left off so i'm playing new levels in each of them i guess and it's been so long since i played i guess that i'm not seeing the similarities but i probably would if i was starting a new file on each of them i will say excite truck does not seem like it moves as quickly as excite bots
1: oh sure it still moves really fast yeah it probably doesn't and i think there's I mean, it might get quicker too, depending on what level you're on. Okay, because I know you get. I feel like on Excite later. Bots,
0: there's periods of time where you're barely even touching the ground. You're just like, you're just like, touch the ground for a second, and then you go flying again. Yeah, then you skim the top of a mountain or a hill. I mean, and you just keep going.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: It's a lot of fun, and then like, it's all with the motion controls of the Wii remote. So like, you're just like, yeah, turning like really <laughs> like wild, like ninety degree turns, and your char- your character will just. Phoosh. It's really cool. I like it. The truck
2: was one of
1: the first Wii <laughs> games, wasn't it? It was, yeah.
2: It was
0: 2006. Mm-hmm.
1: It was like in the launch window, and I never and and I bought that one way later. I think I bought Excite Trucks for our episode, and I got it for next to nothing. I think I got it for like five dollars or something, like, something like that. They're like so you cheap. You had it back you know? then, though, right? I think I I rented it. I never owned it. Like, I remember. So renting, I remember playing it with you. Yeah, I rented. I rented it from Blockbuster. There was a Blockbuster down the street from us, and uh, I rented it from there, and I basically played it as much as I could on a rental and then took it back. Cause I couldn't afford to buy the whole thing at the time, but I did buy it later and on, on the used and it's great.
0: It is great. Uh, another game I've been playing is toadstool tour just cause I've got that Mario golf hype.
1: Yeah. I was going to uh, break that out too. I actually watched, uh, I watched donkey play it on, on Twitch for a minute. It kind of <laughs> reminded
0: me I had it too. When yeah. I saw that. I just saw him on Twitch. Um,
1: so game keep... you won? yeah, yeah.
0: I, I didn't play a lot of it. I played one like character match and I got my ass handed to me cause I'm still, it's hard. Really bad with the putting. The putting's hard.
1: Yeah, you got you got to fix your short game, man. That's uh, I really do. <laughs> that's how you do it. As
0: far as like the drive and everything, it feels a lot like Game Boy Advance. So I was I picked that up really quick. You know all the backspin and frontspin and all that. So
1: did did you ever play True Swing Golf on on DS on Nintendo DS? No. That was like probably that was probably one of the best controlling golf games I ever played. The graphics look like shit, and your character kind of looks really bad, but. It controls like butter, it's so good. It was you like, set the DS down on the ground, you stand there in golf form <laughs> with your stylus, you do. I mean, over. I mean, you do like you, you golf on the stylus with the touchscreen, it just controls incredibly well. It was that was actually one of the one of the nitpicks or what the one of the negative things that IGN said about it that it was almost too easy because of how well it controls. But it was just, I was just like, you you could be putting like a pro in no time in that game just because of how well the touchscreen worked for swing for swing in the clubs and i loved it i played the shit out of it it was so much fun
0: i didn't notice there is speed golf is in Toastal tour i doubt it's the same thing it is yeah
1: sense. i used i actually used the song from it for last week's episode on the outro the speed golf song cuz i have the soundtrack you you haven't tried it though you just saw the option no
0: as i said i was just sitting there with like a stack of game just popping them in playing them for a little bit like just kind of like Reveling in the fact that I can just do that. I can talk about the stuff I bought. So I bought a hard drive for my Wii U. Hopefully that fixes the Xenoblade Chronicles X problem I was having. Uh, I haven't gotten it yet, but
1: oh, I thought you said I thought you said it didn't work.
0: Oh, I say if it doesn't work.
1: Oh, okay. I thought you said it doesn't work because because I, I was going to say if it doesn't work, I think you might have to format it a certain way before it'll get recognized for the Wii U. If that, if no, you, I know yeah. I
0: know there's going to be some work involved, but I don't yeah. get it. I think I'm supposed to get it tomorrow. So oh, okay, but, yeah. I, but I still, I still want another. I want one for my laptop anyway. So I'm just going to use it for my laptop and then do a little more research and try to buy one. But I was doing some research and I would look up the ones that I knew for sure would work with it, and they were really expensive because they're like at the same price they were back then, even though they're shittier hard drives than the newer ones. So I don't know if I'm just going to pay out the butt a little bit to to get the right one or not
1: we'll i use uh, i used seagate was the company that that's the I kind i bought i bought a seagate yeah they're they're really they're really reliable i buy what was that i buy buy two i buy two terabyte ones for sixty dollars
0: both of my my other external hard drive i have for my computer is also a seagate yeah i i just i just so bought four, one four terabyte
1: i just bought one recently for 60 bucks for two terabytes and the last one that I had must have lasted me like a couple of years before I ran out of space on it. So
0: yeah, I've got a four terabyte I bought in like twenty seventeen that's still going for my computer. So I figured two terabytes was enough for the laptop. It's already got its own terabyte built in. Just hoping to get my Wii U up up to up to shape to play it a little more because it's a cool system and I want to spend a little more time with it. But anyway, so this week I bought Burnout Paradise Remastered. I yeah, haven't really is. played it much, so I don't really have a lot to
1: say about it. It's on sale. Um, it's, it's, yeah, it's on sale. It's I think finally, John, <laughs> finally I think built, John built, yeah.
0: might have picked it up too.
2: Yeah, I also bought it.
0: So I figured I bought- jo- I'll just wait for John sure. to talk about it because he probably has a lot more to say than I do. Um, but I did buy it, so hearing John talk about it might make me a little more interested to put some more time in. Um, but the other game I bought this week was a little nightmares and that was totally an impulse buy as well.
1: Oh yeah. Um, it was on sale. It's on sale for like seven, right?
0: Yeah. It was really cheap. And it was also like, it's because the sequel just dropped, I think, or yeah. kind
1: of, maybe not La- last pretty recently. W- yeah. Last week, little nightmares two dropped, I think last Friday.
0: Um, so I was like, Hey, eh, that's cheap enough. And I don't have a game like this, like, cause it looks to me a little bit like limbo or inside. Right. Or, and I haven't played a game like that in a long time. So I'm like, Let's look at one of these like dark, like linear control game, which is exactly what it is. It's really dark. It's really linear, and it's creepy as fuck.
1: let say is it? Scary I, gotta, I
0: gotta say, this game is scary. This game is the scariest game I've played. Oh, good. Since uh, <laughs> Resident Evil Four, like uh, oh, wow, when I first played Resident Evil Four, it creeped me out a lot, and now that makes me laugh when I play it. Because it doesn't really—it's not that, that scary.
1: scary yeah, mm-hmm. it's—it's kind—it's right. kind of goofy more than scary. But there, I yeah, mean, yeah, there are those parts where you get chased by those zombie guys, so it can get kind of hectic.
0: Yeah, yeah, like the when the chainsaw zombies show up. I still do get a little, yeah, a little cool. nervous. Except for when I'm in that one mine section where this the person the chainsaw person just stands there and you just can snipe them and take them out. Oh yeah, and there's a few little, times where you can do that in the game.
2: Little nightmares always struck me as more like Tim Burton scary but you know lighthearted but it
1: you're saying it's scary scary
0: it's not lighthearted <laughs> No, <laughs> it's really really dark it's just um, the
1: character kind of looks uh, like yeah. the character design kind of looks lighthearted but
0: uh Shauna watched me play a little bit she said it reminded her a little bit of coraline which i don't know if that was was that tim burton or was
2: it no, that's, that's, that's no that's 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 neil that was the co-director of of
1: uh, nightmare before christmas no it, okay, coraline so coraline is I didn't think is a was. neil gaiman book and the movie oh. was based off of that. So it's right, not right. really... I knew, I knew about that. But it's the, I, I just got to represent. Just, that's like one of Justice's favorite authors is, is Neil Gaiman. No, no,
0: Sean really likes him too. But I just... It, it's that style of like... It's really dark. But no, I don't know. Like, you know, I won't be spo- spoiling much because it happens like the very beginning of the game. But you walk through a room and there's a, just a body. Like, you only see like the legs hanging down. But somebody's hung themselves and they're dead. Yeah. And you're like... You're small. You're like... A little elf-sized creature. I don't know what you're supposed to be. Nothing in the game is really human, you know. Um, and you're walking around, and then all you're like trapped on a ship. So you just get the impression that you've been ca- that your character's been captured. Everything's silent. There's no like actual talking or dialogue. It's all just sounds and you know set pieces. And uh, there's no. Also, I don't think there's like any text anywhere. You just see like everything's just really organic and you're like, yeah, you're trapped on like a ship and the entire level is always swaying, you know, like you're in water. And that actually factors into some of the puzzles because it will be like swinging like chandeliers or like a box sliding across the floor with the way the, the ship is, whatever you call it, where the ship
1: sways back, and rocking forth. or swaying with the water, rocking, or whatever, Swaying. Yeah.
0: Listing. That's the word I was looking for. Uh, but anyway, so this game, just a straight up like a puzzle game where you just have to move things around, figure out how to get from room to room. The physics feel kind of heavy, almost like a little big planet sort of feeling to it. You know, there's a very accurate like ragdoll sort of thing happening with all the items and stuff, but it really uses atmosphere really well. And then once, once you start running into the, the monsters or the people or whatever they are that have you captive, that's when it gets really scary because you have to hide from them. And so far I've only faced one. He's called the janitor. He's got really, really short legs and like really like crazy long arms. Like each of his arms is probably like three times the length of what you think his body would imply or whatever. And he kind of gets around by like dragging himself by his arms and doesn't really look like he uses his feet much. And he's got like bandages wrapped around his face. And so you get the impression he's blind, but he like sniffs a lot. And it's just so scary. You're like, you're hiding from him and he's like sniffing around. And he'll like, just grab you and, and then you'll hear like a screaming sound and then it'll just go black. And then your game reloads, but now is it it's scary?
1: Is it more like, uh, is it, is it more like um what, what was it? Uh, Outlast? Is that what that game was called with, with the wiener guy on there? Is is it more like where you're hiding from people or do you actually get to like fight people?
0: You're hiding. It's okay. all, it's a stealth game. It's entirely a okay. 2d or It's 3d, but the way it's depicted, it's like 2.5d. Uh, I would say but, but you're not going, yeah. you're not really going into the foreground or the background very much. You're just going from room to room on the ship and each room, you know, it might be like, it might be a huge library, but like, of course, there's just like cobwebs everywhere. The books are stacked up all helter skelter and you got to climb them and Or you'll be in. I guess eventually you get to like a kitchen, and there's like evil chefs you have to avoid, and
1: uh, as as you would. (laughs) There are evil chefs in uh, Luigi's Mansion also, so I mean that's uh, yeah, it's what you expect to see.
0: But it's uh, really scary so far. Maybe someday, just like Resident Evil Four, I'll look back on it and be like, I don't know why this scared me. You know, this is goofy, and I could see seeing it as goofy later. But something about just the the animation and these character designs, like. It's just really like disturbing, like in a way. Like, think of like the Ganados in Resident Evil Four that were like the giants, and I don't know. Some of the characters kind of remind me of that kind of grotesque look. But they move really quickly, and they're following you. And in the case of the Jander, he can like smell you. So, like, uh, it's just scary. Um, yeah, I recommend this game if you got if you like to be scared, and if you like something like. In, uh yeah if you like a game like insider or, or uh limbo i think this is right up your alley and uh i might try the second one out but i'm gonna stick with this one and see if i can
1: beat it before i do that does it does it run well because i remember people saying that it was a little iffy on the switch it runs really well it, it does, does run well like, so they patched it out i'm sure there's look- a bit of a
0: grainy look to it but i think that might be intentional that might be like the the sort of lighting they're trying to the specular lighting or whatever they're using um so like at times it looks kind of grainy, but yeah, it, I haven't noticed any like frame rate hiccups. All the character models look really crazy, like realistic. You know, like everything looks like once again like that little big planet kind of look where everything looks like it's made out of like fabric and and wood. You
2: reach on the TV and touch it.
0: Yeah, uh huh. Like almost like really really high quality stop motion. I will say the controls are a little weird, but I think it's just more of getting used to it um you just walk around and you basically have a grab button and a throw button and your grab button is also how you climb up things so you need to jump and then oh yeah also a jump button you have to jump and then grab and pull yourself up a lot because a lot of the game is just like uh going through holes in the wall and avoiding getting grabbed and caught also you'll get really hungry every once in a while and your character will start to like collapse and that's usually just a a set piece where they're like bringing you to the next section. So your character, you you get the implication. They're not feeding you either. You're kind of getting
1: tortured. So it's like Minecraft. Yeah. You have to to (laughs) eat while you're, while you're playing. Yeah. Except
0: I I don't think it's actually built into the gameplay. It's just, I've known I've had it happen like three times now where my character will just like bend over and you hear like a growling, like a stomach growling sound. And then somehow or another, they'll encounter food and then you continue. I'd say that's pretty much it. I've been playing Bowser's Fury. I'm up to 94 shines out of 100. So,
1: oh, so you're almost there.
0: Yeah, uh, haven't looked at a guide or anything. I've just been kind of following. Like, it's pretty. There's a map that you get after you finish it where it shows you where everything is. So, as far as I can tell, I think I can even isolate where the last six shines are. But it gets a lot harder the more you collect. The longer Bowser sticks around, and he's always around trying to screw shit up. But I've I've been playing it long enough now where, that I know how to get him to go away pretty easily mm-hmm. when I want him to. Uh, yeah, you played so, so far? I don't know if it tells if it tells me yet. Have I had it for ten days?
1: I think it did. I'm, I think uh, I think you're at like ten hours, is what, is what it was saying.
0: Fifteen hours or more. So yeah, I put some time just on in.
1: Bowser's Fury. No, the, the, the I'm on
0: World Three and 3D Worlds. So I haven't played a lot of it, but I've been trying to get all the the stars in each level. So I've been sort of taking my time with it. That's pretty much it though. Fi- Fire and ice. We talked about that a little bit last week. I played it. It's
1: oh, yeah, great. Yeah. It, 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 you, it's as good as you remember it being.
0: Yes. Yeah. Except for the music is repetitive.
1: It is. It gets repetitive really quickly. Yeah. And it's only like one song. I'm sure it's like one song per level. Maybe. I don't know. yes, it's kind of limited, but, but it, it's fun. It's fun for what it is. I I'm surprised. I am surprised that you haven't gotten into that, uh, harvest moon update or not harvest moon Stard- stardew valley update i'm scared isn't it supposed to be like a whole <laughs> new game like yeah like you love that shit and it's all, i don't know no, all how free. it
0: works i haven't really yeah. looked it up i don't know if i if i have to start a new file or what because i had already started a new farm like a month ago or a month and a half and a half ago whenever that was And i don't want to have to start again if
1: possible yeah but i was wondering why there, you hadn't oh, you hadn't done it yet maybe you were afraid of yeah, the hundreds and hundreds. I'm afraid. Of of, I'm afraid yeah. of
0: getting caught up in it. Yes, and it's nice to know it's there whenever I want to get around to it. But I'm scared.
1: <laughs> you have to embrace the Stardew Valley. <laughs> it's you. You love it. It's our the thing
0: is. I uh, I embrace it far too much.
1: Yeah, it's the warming game time that you need sometimes. You Need to just kick back and play some Stardew. I'm just I'm just curious as to how much they updated because I've heard people saying that it's practically a sequel. That's yeah, me too.
0: Um and I'm excited about it for that reason, but I I played a little bit of it just to see if I could figure out what was going on with the update. And the only thing I saw that was different was I went into the town and there was a separate jobs board that's more like specific to I don't know. Basically it just opens up more side quests. Hmm. And that's all I was able to find. I went all over the map, I talked to everybody. I don't know what you're supposed to do to open up more stuff, but I didn't find it.
2: Well, I finally cooled a little bit on Hitman. I, I only played about 25 hours this week versus <laughs> 60. And I did have my first day, actually, where I did not play the game at all since launch. Wow. So, was that on
0: purpose, or did you just realize at and the you, end of the day, You, hey, felt, you
2: know. felt incomplete? <laughs> I wouldn't say it was on purpose, but I got to like 8 o'clock at night, which is usually around when I would play.
1: And I was like, I'm going to watch a movie instead. And that was that. So, and you watched Hitman the movie, no? Oh, <laughs> just say you watched it. Yeah. <laughs> Which one of those crappy movies? Jason Statham. That's I watched the all one, of them. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> um. Yes. Yeah, so, so, still making my way through that game again. Actually, I, I'm just a, I'm just about beat it for the the th- second time. That's the whole series, by the way. One, two, and three. I'm at the last level of Hitman three. So. Yeah, I'm going to be playing this game for a long time. I'm at 190 hours right now. Like I said, this will be a 300-hour game for me, all, all those three games included. Uh, other than that, I got Burnout Paradise,
1: oh, so you as got Jeremy
2: it. Yeah. was talking about. And I kind of went back and forth just a little bit because I'm not really in a position where I have time to play an additional game. And mm-hmm. you know, I, I just spent like... One hundred and sixty dollars on Hitman. So, yeah. but this was one game that I really had my eye on for a long time, from the time they announced it at forty dollars. I said I would buy it at fifteen, and it finally went to and fifteen. Here it is, yeah, yeah. And I think that's the price it should have launched at. And I'm satisfied with what I've got so far.
0: Is this a game that you played before? No, I've never played it before. Okay. See, I thought you might have some nostalgia for it that could sort of enlighten me.
2: No, I I was just really wanting. I said it a couple times on the show. I wanted a San Francisco Rush game on the Switch, and this is essentially the closest thing we've got to that.
1: Yeah, it's close enough. It it, it sounds like you were kind of not really into it, Jeremy. From what you played. it's not.
0: I could be. uh, So yeah, what I wrote about it was um, it kind of just makes me miss GTA Five. But that might be because I haven't gotten my like I haven't wrapped my brain around how the gameplay loop is. And it explains what you do. And it's like, here's what you do. Now we're going to set you free. It pretty much says that. And um, right. I get that you like hit the brake and the gas at the stoplights or whatever. So I did figure out how to initiate some stuff, but I lose everything that I do. And here's another thing um, that's kind of a turn off, even though it would be really cool for someone, I guess, that was nostalgic about this game. But I think it, everything's unlocked. Like I think all the cars are just unlocked automatically.
2: So you actually earn new cars every time you win the race.
0: So I think every car is unlocked. Is it? Yeah, because I can go in and I can just pick any car, any motorcycle, or anything I want whenever I go to the junkyards.
2: Oh, I actually never went to the junkyard, but he kept saying every time I won a race, now this car is available at the junkyard. Oh, yeah.
0: Unless there's like dozens of more cars than what you initially have it seems like a lot of stuff is available and to me it seems like too much but i could be wrong but yeah i would just because it's there it's just there of course i want to pick the nicest car to try to win the race and i'm still not winning so i gotta get a little more accustomed to the controls and the map i think i mean it's a it's a big map it's bigger than i thought it was going to be when i saw the, the over the overhead of it initially and like I said, it makes me miss GTA Five because of how smooth the driving is, and I think I also like, you know, the fact that there's a lot more stuff on the map in GTA Five, whereas this feels kind of barren. Being an older game, even with a, a new veneer of uh, of polish, that I think that actually makes it probably seem more empty because you're like, okay, why is there only like one car passing by this area every like thirty seconds? Why aren't there like sure. ten cars at the stoplight right now?
2: true and it just it does feel like it feels like gta 5 if gta 5 were just racing
0: and there's literally no one in the cars if you like oh sure you're just you're just an autonomous car driving around you're you're, uh, (laughs) that kind of threw me off too
1: you're christine man you're just uh Driving yourself around on your <laughs> own. Because like a car. Because
0: <laughs> when when you get in a wreck, it kind of does a little like uh, slow mo replay thing. That's kind of cool at first. I'm getting a little tired of it. Oh. I'd imagine there's probably some way to turn that off. I haven't tried, but uh, I would look to the sh- car because, like in Grand Theft Auto Five, if you like wreck a good car, sometimes people like hit the <laughs> they die and they hit the the uh, horn and it's like. Err! And I'm like, kind of like Fly just accustomed the to like, looking to see, oh, did I kill that person? Yeah,
1: and the car's just empty. Nobody and then I make. look in
0: my car, and my car's empty while I'm driving.
1: <laughs> and I was like, oh, <laughs> Everything is empty. Also, the music, I'm yeah. Empty. The music's very interesting. Um,
0: a lot of hits from, <laughs> well, not even when the game was released. They're probably songs that were a few years old at the time, even. But like Paradise City plays a lot, and I had to turn that off pretty
1: quick. At least you can turn it off. I mean, some games you can So, I mean, at least you can go and just like, I mean, since yeah, it's, it's like, a lot of
0: like Tony Hawk, where you can go in and toggle, yeah, your music preferences. So that's kind of cool that
1: it does that. Yeah,
0: and I get to listen to like Kill Switch, Engage, and <laughs> Brand New, and all kinds of great bands. I'm sure. There's I think some it's cool. yeah. I like
2: the design of the game. How it's just basically one open. It's an open world racing game, and once you start, you don't really ever stop. There's no like, okay, now it's time to do this race. Set up and. You know, cut to an intro movie or something like that. No, that's all gone. So it does get the sense, like, I, I played it for about two hours when I bought it the other day. And, uh you know, I was just racing, like, the whole time. Whether I was actually in a race or I was just driving to the next race. I appreciate that about the game. That it just takes out all, all the stops other racing games you're always playing
1: yeah it's seamless well cool, because you can right. drive to places and they're not they're not the first ones to do that like uh need for speed underground did that before that as well which i actually really liked uh need for speed underground 2 specifically had an open world where you drove from race to race and i thought that was really cool and I, there was never a need for speed after that that i could find that did that in the same way but that was one thing i was interested in it but i don't know i still have uh i still have needs for speed most wanted to play so I didn't. So I didn't get it. I was like, "Well, I still have that racing game." that I thought you flash. had Burnout. I didn't get it. I got Need for Speed. mode okay. wanted instead? Well, if you do get it, there is a multiplayer version on there. Yeah. We could all oh, jump okay. on and play. Oh, there's online mode. Yep. Uh, yeah, and the update on the Blizzard game. There is no online. I looked at it on on the eShop, and it is only local. So it's, we'll let you let you know there on that. So so sad, but still a cool package. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. It was like. I just bought I just bought like a, the Blizzard game and then I just got I just got Bravely Default too and I was just waiting. And I'm like I don't need another I don't have time to play another game, you know, because I'm trying to play Xenoblade and 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 Bravely Default. So it's I just don't have room. I have no, no room for new games. So so I'll just have to wait till it's 15 again or something.
0: Yeah, I kind of felt the same way, but I did want to play an open world car game because those are fun, and uh, I think it'll grow on me. I mean, I did play it for at least an hour. Most of the time I was just driving around exploring, but kind of getting accustomed to the controls. But it does control a little bit like GTA V. I just, I miss being able to get out of the car and then tr- get in another car or get in a tank or a helicopter or something.
1: Well, you need you need to get like uh, Saints Row or something then, and then you can Probably. do that. I mean, those games are on sale a lot too.
0: They are. I think they're on sale right now, actually.
1: Yeah. I saw, they've been on sale. Like I saw Saints Row 4 was pretty cheap at one point also. That is all you guys have to say about uh, Burnout Paradise? That's that so far.
2: Okay, I'll be talking
1: about the game a lot more next week because I'll,
2: I'll be playing this game. It's a lot of fun.
1: Sure. Yeah. I forgot to I forgot to explain what my middle name is. <laughs> Gregor's Revenge. That's basically it. When you beat when you beat a uh, Blackthorn, like Blackthorn starts with like it's basically like a Superman type thing. Like this king is getting getting attacked, and he uh you know sends his kid away to Earth to like be protected from the goblins and all that stuff. And then you get you get summoned back into whatever this mystical realm is that you, that you are, you know you kill all the goblins and you kill the goblin king and all that stuff, and then you become the king in the end. So then at the end of the game, after the credits, there's a, there's a fun little after credits thing where it shows basically a goblin going through the same thing that you did in the in the beginning of the game, like like he like appears on Earth. This goblin kid does, so he's going to come back and kill you in Blackthorn too. If they did another one, and I thought that was cool there's a nice little little joke there at the end where it does the same it does the same animation but with a with a goblin guy so it's like oh shit now he's going to come back and shoot all the all the humans and try to work his way up to me like i did so it's fun if that's that let's take a break and then we'll come back and talk about zelda news and stuff
0: Just go to patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast and. Hey, Mario, let go! Whoa, whoa, whoa,
3: whoa, whoa, whoa,
1: whoa. He's throwing us back to the show! So long, gay Bowser! Ah! Ah, patreon.com slash Podcast! Game over! okay so so we're back but before we get into our Zelda stuff i would just want to run down some new releases and also some prices that we were not sure about from the direct last week are on the eShop now so i just wanted to clarify that for anybody who cares um i'll go with the releases first this week tech Ta- taxi chaos came out for 34.99 that's the independent version of taxi uh crazy taxi and it's kind of exactly though. i thought it would yeah, it's exactly what I thought it would be. I didn't buy it cuz I'm like, wow, that's way too expensive for a game that's gonna only be fun for like 2 hours. But that's pretty much uh what the gist of it is. There's not really a whole lot of extra stuff to it, and it's basically the same as Crazy Taxi. It's fun for 10 minutes and then you won't play it again for like a month, you know? <laughs> so it's a it's a shame. If I it, it's too bad they didn't like go that extra length and just try to I don't know. Try to put some extra shit on there. Put, like, a career mode. I I made a joke on Facebook saying that they should put realism mode on there where where you get underpaid, but you still have to, like, upkeep your car and pay your rent. Make it like driving for Uber, like, in real life, you know. Do that. Put it. Put it. Put it in the game. Try to try to let the gamers know to to tip their drivers and all that stuff. But uh, yeah, it, it came out. It's like I'm just. I'm like I'm gonna pass on it and wait. And, and maybe if it's cheap, if it's like fifteen, I'll get it later. But
2: you know, it will go to fifteen in like two months. Yeah, I mean, so it why I looks thirty-five.
1: Yeah, it looks it looks nice, but it's, it's it looks it's, it just you know it's exactly what I thought. There's not a whole lot to do on there, and you'll basically do everything in two hours, and then you have this game for thirty-five dollars with no. Weight to it, and I don't, and I don't want to talk about like against like you know game prices and stuff like that. I understand probably a lot of work went into it. The graphics look really good on it, but also it's like I like to have a little bit more more to it. As much as I like Crazy Taxi, even regular Crazy Taxi, it's like I barely played it because because there's not really much else to do other than just the rush of playing the arcade. But you can only chase scores for so long, you know. Yeah. And
2: it's and a I, fair conversation to have the well whether it's worth it or not because there are games that have a lot of content that are ten, fifteen, twenty dollars cheaper than this. Mm. And you know, you're making your judgment
1: based on your income, what you have and the appeal of the game and you know it's totally a fair conversation to have. Yeah, I'm just saying that the you know prices are there because they have to pay people to work on the game. Like it's about right. mm-hmm. it's not just about like how cheap of a purchaser you are as a gamer. It's more about the upkeep of the company and what the effort that they put into it and all that stuff. And I feel like it's you know, some people get pretty shitty about the about prices and stuff like that on the internet and it's like it's like, well, you know, you have to fucking support and, and video games are incredibly expensive, but they're at the cheapest they've ever been right now. So it's like Yeah. So it's kinda like you know, it's hard to it's hard to balance those things. So I do I do understand. Like, you know, and, and there is like, of course there's the switch tax and stuff like that, which we've talked about, which is kind of ridiculous, which that's going to, we're going to talk about that in a minute. Once I get to the, yeah, to the, the prices of the direct stuff. But yeah, that, I mean, that was one I was really kind of hoping for there to be more. And and unfortunately it wasn't. So, you know, they should, they should have just, you know, I mean, it's an indie thing. Just put a, put your arcade mode in there, but put some extra, you gotta, you gotta have a reason to get people to keep driving, you know, like you need something to unlock or. You know, right. apparently what you can promise
0: promise updates. Or yeah. Kind of I, some sort of like
1: yeah. Th- there's like no multiplayer. I mean, I don't know what you would do multiplayer in that, but I know there's like a leaderboard. You know that doesn't do a whole lot, but but uh, you can unlock cars. But they said that you'll unlock them like in the first like couple hours. You know, there's not really it's not going to take you that long to get them because you make a lot of money doing it. But it's it's ambitious, you know, and it's getting produced by Sega in Japan. So there you go. <laughs> I don't know. I like I like those I like the stuff that you know bringing back games that the regular companies aren't. I just wish they would kind of do like the Stardew Valley route and like make it better, like make it the same but you know expand it, you know that type of thing. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, there's a new Steven Universe game, Un- Unleash the Light. I never def- I never beat the other one, like Defend the Light or whatever it's called, but that came out this week, twenty four ninety nine. Uh,
0: so the- is this a direct sequel to that, like?
1: Yeah, it's like realistically. It's, yeah, it's a, it's like a it looks like a Paper Mario game pretty much with the uh, with the Steven Universe art style. It has like that kind of camera angle. It's a it's a it's a you know turn based RPG. I bought the first one and liked it a lot. Played it for a while and then just kind of fell out of it. And
0: I watched you play it for a little bit. Uh,
1: it's it's cool. Uh, it had
0: like the timing based moves, right?
1: Yeah, a little bit like Mario, yeah. uh, Paper Mario. It feels a lot like Paper Mario, you, and especially like the a lot of the world that you're in kind of looks like that and it has the same sort of like little pathway you know that sticks out that you go into to go to the next one Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like the little like it it was like that in in rpg also it it definitely has that style and steven universe was an incredible tv show so i had to mention that because of that of course also blizzard arcade collection i already talked a bunch about that earlier but it's out it's 1999 it's really good that's a good price in case you uh I know John John said that he really wanted more Muso, so uh Persona 5 Scramble is officially <laughs> officially came out this week. You could only get it last week if you bought the deluxe version, which is really weird, but you had to pay like the over hundred dollar one to get it like a few days early, which is an interesting strategy, but whatever. Uh Curse of the Dead Gods, which basically looks like another uh Hades game. But people seem to like it, but it's kind of the same thing. I just to mention it because it's for any fans of Hades uh, Romance of the of the Three Kingdoms fifteen came out last week, and I just found it interesting to mention because they went for the next generation price on the Switch. It oh. released for seventy dollars for the regular version, and oh there God. is and there is Ooh. like there is like a deluxe version that's like a hundred something, but the regular just bare bones version is seventy dollars. I'm like, that's bold, guys. <laughs> for a, I mean, for a series that hasn't been, I mean, they don't even I don't think they've translated those since the Super Nintendo days to american it's just kind of like here boom 70 dollars romance of the They're three pushing kingdoms the game close to half 15 the, you know, at this
0: point a third of the price
1: yeah it's like of the uh, switch itself yeah so i just found that interesting that they were just like all right yeah here we're gonna do this i was wondering it's how long, very romantic of them i was wondering how long it would take for them to get to that 70 dollars price point
0: you need three teams shop. to put their t- money together to
1: buy that yeah shop. yeah Fifteen even. Uh, Ghosts and Goblins Resurrections comes out this week for twenty nine ninety nine. I heard it's okay actually, that it has enough stuff to make it a little bit easier to make it less uh, daunting. Uh, this game called Hell Point, which I'm kind of interested in. It's like an action RPG. Thirty four ninety nine. I really like the art style from what I've seen of it and the and the footage. Obviously, I don't have time to play it, but I'm still like marked it for when it's on sale later. And of course, Bravely Default two, which I already bought, comes out on Friday. So. And uh, the one big game I was actually planning on getting, but isn't coming out, this is a news thing, but, well, it is coming out, but it's not coming out now, was uh, Retromania, the wrestling game, which I did try reaching out to those guys, and they didn't hit me back yet, so maybe they're running into some shit, because they're actually delaying the game a few weeks. So it was supposed to come out on Friday, the same day as Bravely Default, but it's getting delayed on consoles, but it's supposed to still be out for... Steam, Steam, yeah, for for that. <laughs> so and and they and they put out a thing on Twitter and all that and told everybody you know that they that they that it won't be that it probably won't be out for the next two or three weeks. So and it never actually showed up on the eShop as a preload thing. So I don't. I was always kind of wondering, but I, I I had I had planned. I actually thought it was coming out on Tuesday. I thought it would have been out already by now by by this week, so I could talk about it. But I was planning on getting it whenever it came out, and now it's just delayed. So.
2: I'm not concerned about the delay. I mean, the Steam version is still coming out, so the game, the game is finished. They're just trying sure. to get it approved
1: for consoles. I mean, I'm, a- I'm actually happier that it got delayed, because now I don't have to buy anything else other than the <laughs> default. Not that I had to buy that game. I just really wanted to, just for wrestling stuff and all that. And that that's this week. But as far as like prices that were added, uh, the Famicom Detective Club, they're $35 each, which I think is kind of way more <sighs> expensive than I thought. So that's going to be, maybe they'll do like a $60 thing for both of them, where you can save like $10, but yeah, 34 99 for each of them. But watching the trailer again, like it's all pretty much fully animated, animated for the most part. It looks really, really nice. So I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I mean, that's coming out in like April or something, so maybe there'll be less going on then. Who knows?
0: The pricing structure's right in there with a the, uh, DS game. Maybe that's kind of how they're treating it. Yeah. I was just thinking
1: about it. Well, but speaking of DS games, uh, Metopia <laughs> is getting a uh, re released on Switch for forty nine ninety nine, so that's going to be fifty instead of sixty.
0: So, is this this is just a slightly upgraded version of the original game? This or? is
1: the 3DS one, yeah, with horse abilities, which we talked about last week. But yeah, it's 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 weird because there was that whole thing in Russia, like uh, putting in, putting like an adults only thing on it because of. Uh, because of like same sex relationships or whatever in there. And I mentioned it to Jess and she's like, well, you don't even really date anybody. You just like stay in the same room with them and you can like raise your love meter or whatever, but you can do the same thing with horses. So it's like, <laughs> I don't know. Like in this yeah, but one, Putin loves horses. You'll always ride in the horse. So, you know, I mean, in this one, like when they added horses, you can you only ride that. the horse if you take
0: your shirt off. Though.
1: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but now you can build your love level with horses. So it's like, uh, Okay. Um, But, yeah, the big one uh, that I was talking about earlier, and this seems to be everybody's all upset about this, but, I mean, did you really think it was going to be different? Uh, Skyward Sword, the re-release, is going to be $60. Not for a second. Of course. They're calling
0: it it a remaster, or what are they calling it, uh, the HD version, so.
1: Yeah. I'm wondering, uh, we didn't talk about this last week, but I'm wondering, like, what's going to be the speed sale of this version? What's going to be the thing that's different? You know how there's always, like, something that's reworked a little bit better to you know, between because they Always had
0: Twilight Princess, the Tears of Light was easier.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think they, I think they lowered the Tears of Light, and well, also the big thing for Twilight Princess for me was being able to play it with a controller. You know, okay. because I played it on the Wii, and I felt like I, like I got the worst version of it because it was made for the GameCube. It was supposed to be played on a GameCube uh. controller, so I felt like I got the inferior version of the two of them. That's why I made sure that I got the Wii U version of Breath of the Wild because I thought that it would be that case. But it, you know, they're the same doesn't you know one is actually kind of better on switch but yeah but that's uh, it would
0: be if they hadn't nerfed the features on the wii u version the wii u version would have been better
1: yeah that's what i was fucking hoping for where it was going to be a map on the screen and like being able to switch out your weapons that game was definitely
0: made with that in mind two screens
1: that was the coolest thing for uh, for wind waker and twilight princess on wii u just like just switching your weapons on the on the fly was like, this is great, like why can't you just do this? Like not having to pause to, to change to your like hook shot or your or your slingshot or whatever. You just do it right on the pad and I thought it was so cool. It's just, you know and having the map on there, it seems like such a simple thing, but it really helps a lot. You know, just having a map that you can always see.
0: So. And here with Skyward Sword once again, you can play with a controller.
1: Yeah. I am kinda interested in that. I don't know if I'll do the full sixty dollars for it, but I'm interested to see how it works.
0: Maybe fast travel or something.
1: I mean, uh, maybe maybe they'll get rid of some of that fluff because there is a lot of weird fluff in between the levels. Like, that's just, what I mean. Just like a whole lot of bullshit. Like the like dousing. Maybe they could get mm-hmm. rid of some of the dousing because that was kind of stupid. Or like there's a part where like this area completely floods and you float around in bubbles and there's like music notes and there's a lot of weird shit in that game. I don't know. <laughs> They just had like to use game, that
0: though. that Wii Motion Plus as much as they could.
1: Oh yeah, they did. They wanted you to use it like crazy.
0: They wanted to remind you over and over again this was made for the Wii. Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, was it so- Saga Frontier? The the re release is twenty four ninety nine. That's not that bad of a price. Uh, really surprising. The Plants vs Zombie game forty dollars. I was like, okay, def- definitely not getting that one. <laughs> No. <laughs> no fucking way. I don't care. I mean, number one, I don't care. I figured it'd be a free to play thing, but nope, forty bucks, thirty nine ninety nine. I'm like, alright, alright. all not right, all right, the phone game free? Yeah, but this is the this is the, the third person deathmatch one. It's not the it's not the phone game. But even the phone game that was on consoles you had to pay for. Like if you bought it on PlayStation Three or DS or whatever it was on, you had to pay like five bucks or something for it. And uh Stubbs, Stubbs the Zombie is uh 1999 even though hilariously there's like a deluxe version that's like 150 dollars of stubs which is <laughs> which is just adding to the joke here because stubs was just like so this like out of fucking nowhere announcement on the direct and it's like and here we have a deluxe version also that's like 150 bucks i'm like does anybody want this <laughs> I mean, they know <laughs> who the stubs fans
0: are they're the ones that get the 150
1: version did you tell your friend dan about it i mean he's uh he was a big fan you know
0: he doesn't
1: have a Switch. Yeah. Well, he will now. So you can play. <laughs> he's going to buy a Switch just for he has. To, he's he's going he to stub, stub it to out. It. Get the Switch, the $150 version. Yeah. But that's, yeah, that, that's basically the releases and the prices and stuff. I just wanted, because I remember we were kind of, we didn't really know what they what they were at. And I thought they were good talking points. So those are those. I guess we could continue on with uh, games announced, especially a big one that we definitely have to talk about is uh, Tony Hawk. One and two, finally coming to Switch. We uh, yeah. we talked about it many a times, and uh, yeah, I mean, I already have it. I don't think I'm going to get it again. I might buy it on on the cheap later, so I can try to get through. I don't know. Yeah, I think you guys will like it because you have nostalgia for Tony Hawk 1 and 2, but I don't think I like those games very much. <laughs> I, lo- I love the presentation of the game. I think it looks really, really good. I think it plays really well. I just don't like, specifically, I hate Tony Hawk 2. I don't like that game and, and so many even people love that. so many people say that's the best one. I don't understand. Mm-hmm. I do not get it. I never liked that game and I still don't like it. and that was kind of the bummer of this game because I was really excited about it. when I got to it, I was like, you know what I really don't like either of these games that much. It kind of just made me want to go play Tony Hawk 3 and wish that that was the remastered one because I think it's better than both of those even the I don't know even I even kind of like the underground ones better than one and two. but that was what he I was the best
2: one. I've yeah. never really played too, save for the demo that was on my Dreamcast. Yeah, so that'll be new to me. I'm excited for it. In fact, yeah. it's probably my most anticipated game coming up soon. Yeah. By no. the way, we don't know when it's coming. Uh, it's just nope. 2021 to to be determined.
1: But so. uh, isn't isn't the next generation versions? Aren't they supposed to come out at the end of March? Yeah, is what I was hearing. Yep. So they'll probably. I'm guessing it'll probably follow suit with that. If I, don't I was think
0: so. It's gonna be afterwards. That's just how it is with the Switch. It seems.
1: Oh, you don't think it's even gonna be at the end of March? Because it's already like way, way after the PlayStation Four version was, you know, was launched.
0: I don't. I think it'll be after the next gen versions. Oh wow! That's why they didn't announce the date for it. Yeah. But I would love to be pleasantly surprised. Uh, I thought the whole like lead up to this, and John, you pointed it out first. Yeah, there was some really funny Twitter really stuff happening with that. Corny. It was pretty corny, but yeah.
1: Yeah, Tony Hawk, our, our good friend Tony Hawk, who just loves to, <laughs> who just loves to text me. I'm
0: surprised he didn't text me about this. It's <laughs> he, so dumb.
1: He texted me about so much stupid stuff where he sent me, like, a video of him doing a 900 and all that. It's like, uh, yeah, he, like, he tweeted, he's like, hey, uh, I heard Crash is coming to other systems. Can you help me out, Crash? And then Nintendo's like, yeah, Crash, can you help him out? And the comments were hilarious. And one of my favorite ones is Nintendo, like, retweet, retweeted Tony Tony Hawk saying, like, you know, can you help us out, Crash? Mm -hmm. And in about three or four comments down there, one guy is like, Xenoblade Chronicles 2 is the worst game I've ever played. And it's like, (laughs) it's like, "What? what? What are you doing, man? Why are you here? It's just funny to hear that one that's just like out of nowhere. And no one even mentioned it whatsoever. He just wanted to
0: Mother three.
1: He just wanted to say that he hated <laughs> Xenoblade Chronicles too, and
0: I'm like, he okay. just wanted to
1: Crash to tell Nintendo.
0: Yeah, it's just, he got on Crash's soapbox.
1: It's just a really funny. <laughs> it's just a really funny place to see that. And then, of course, the farther you go down into the comments, you basically see everybody either yelling about Skyward Sword being so expensive, or yelling at Nintendo for not doing anything for the Zelda 35th anniversary. So mm-hmm. that's what that's where you find in, in those in those areas. Oh but but yeah, the Tony Hawk one and two. There you go. What
0: have Nintendo done to their fans?
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what have the fans done to Nintendo? I don't know. Huh. Also on BlizzCon, we didn't mention it, but Diablo 2, the D- the remake of Diablo 2 is coming to Switch. So there you go. I think that was the only Nintendo announcement that I saw. There wasn't a whole lot of stuff, just like uh, the arcade collection and this, from what I could tell. I didn't really watch any of the things. I just kind of tried to comb through the news to see what was happening. But one thing I'm really excited about is Star Wars Republic Commando, which was rumored before, and now it's officially happening. And I never played that. It was an Xbox exclusive, and I'm in. I love, I mean, I've bought like every Star Wars game that's on Switch, so give me another one. (laughs) Pile it on. I just, I feel like the more that I buy, the more of a chance that Knights of the Old Republic will show up eventually. Because there you go. I, I mean, I played most of that game on my PC, but on my Mac, but. I still want to play it on a console. I always did. I was like, this feels like, it feels weird on the computer. I want to play it on a console. And then maybe I can finally beat it.
2: There's a game coming out called Arkham Horror Mother's Embrace, which looks pretty cool. I don't know if you guys saw the trailer, but it's, um, it, it reminds me very much of that level that I loved in Hitman 3, the solve, solve a murder mystery level. Oh yeah. It's kind of game that it is. It's like set in a Victorian looking mansion and uh, the narration of the trailer has the, as somebody speaking about uh, uh, how they died, and and, and her friends has to figure out who who killed her, and so it, it seems like a like a murder mystery mixed with a horror experience. And I'm pretty intrigued by it. The graphics look really nice. Has good presentation. Looks like a quality game. So I'm going to keep my eye, eye on so it. Is
0: this is this attached to Batman in any way, or is it just no?
2: <laughs> it isn't. I yeah, mean, the no, whole time I, I, I saw it, person... I'm like, is
0: this like Arkham Asylum? Is it like Arkham, whatever the other ones are? There's like 10 of them. Arkham City?
1: There's Yeah, I think there's like four, right? There's like Arkham Origins and, and Arkham City and Arkham Knight and whatever. I had that thought too. No, it's not a Batman game. I mean, I think Arkham was a word before it was in the DC, before they used I know. it as a, hey, yeah. I know,
0: <laughs> That's just where my brain goes. And like, Arkham, it, you know? I mean,
1: Arkham is a character in DC. Like uh, He's like the guy who, whatever. It's still a BC.
0: Yeah,
1: that's his, uh, he, he created it. Um, oh yeah. Nope. Here's a, we already talked about the Stubbs physical edition. I do. Well, wanna...
0: where, where did you find the source
1: of Stubbs? Uh-huh. Stubbshub.com. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, of course you, Stubbs hub.com. Yeah. They actually have a hub. They actually responded to me. Cause I made a joke. I was like, is this real? And they're like, yes, this is real. I'm like, okay. Cause I wanted to, I wanted to say like, who would ever want this, but I was trying to be nicer.
0: <laughs> that, that was a better way to approach I didn't,
1: it. I didn't want to be like, "Hey," because uh, then
0: you could be a real fan, be like, "Is this real?"
1: Yeah, I didn't want to be like, "Hey, uh, who wants this weirdly announced out of the blue thing?" I'm I'm probably still going to buy it. Just I'm gonna buy the 1999 version, not the hundred fifty dollar one. But I don't know. It's some weird old horror movie or a horror game. You know, I'm into that. I, I am really intrigued. I'm really interested to play this. Uh, Turok Two: Seeds of Evil is getting a online multiplayer update. A free online multiplayer update. All right. <laughs> That'll be fun. I'll play that. On the 25th. On the 25th. Yeah, it's actually, like, tomorrow. So, actually, yeah, right now it might even be out now. But uh, I have that game. I never deleted it because I didn't fully beat it because it gets really hard towards the end to collect, like, the ultimate weapon and all that stuff. So, I didn't find my whole, my whole way it. Was there a
0: two-player in the original version?
1: I don't remember. I think there was. You know, I think there was a multiplayer on the second one. Yeah, there had to have been because then they did that – Uh, then they did the one – the spin off of that that was just multiplayer that was a 64 cartridge so chaos wars or whatever the fuck it was called rage wars i think it was rage wars that was the one that i, I couldn't get through it cuz uh, cuz there was a glitch in the in the thing where you can't pass through pass go get past a certain level there's a whole thing about it if you have the version that's fixed it's actually really rare and it's like multiple hundreds of dollars to get it i looked into it cuz they yeah cuz they can patch games then but yeah no, i'm i'm interested in playing it for sure Aside from that, we might as well, let's just get into the Zelda stuff. Nintendo did not do any sort of celebration for Zelda. Not even a mention on Twitter. Like, so cold, guys. I know. They were super, 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 super cold about it.
0: They're talking to we're Crash gonna... Bandicoot instead.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, weird. Was, yeah, they're retweeting Crash Bandicoot, which that game is coming out, too. I guess I never I heard 4 is good, but I don't like those games.
0: They were so ignoring, not... ignoring Zelda and talking about PlayStation 1 with Tony Hawk.
1: Yeah, but yeah, they did. They didn't mention anything of Zelda, and of course, since like everybody else in the world was doing something, I was like, "Well, we gotta do, we gotta do somewhat of a Zelda thing on here." So, I thought we'd do,
0: we'll do a Nintendo.
1: Yeah, we'll do, we'll do our own little Zelda thing. I thought it'd be fun to just do some, just talk about some of our Zelda stuff. First off, I was like, uh, "Why don't we talk about our first Zelda experience?" My first experience. I mean, I played. I I I think I played Zelda One on NES. I saw people play it. I never really got into it until later. Like, it was my NES time. I played a whole lot of bad, bad, uh, you know, bad licensed games and stuff like that. I didn't really, I didn't really understand the greatness of Nintendo games until I got to Super Nintendo. So, so Zelda was just kind of something that I saw other people playing all the time and it was kind of annoying because I, everybody was always playing it. So I didn't really care about the first or second one. And I still, to this day, have never beat one or two. But three, linked to the past, my friend Brandon lent it to me in high school and I loved it. I was like, wow, this game is this game is really cool. And I think I played it after coming off of uh, Final Fantasy III, so it was, it was kind of a weird... I wasn't really sure what to think of it, because it obviously wasn't an RPG. Maybe I thought, maybe I would call it one at the time, but Zelda's not an RPG in, in any way, shape, or form. But uh, that was the one that really hooked me on it, and he gave me a strategy guide with it as well, so... I kind of knew, you know, I was able to look at where stuff was. I didn't, I didn't look at everything, you know, I tried to figure out as most, as much as I could myself, but, but I found all the like heart pieces and stuff like that. And I remember there's a really cool like drawing of like Link and the bomb. You remember when you get the big bomb and he's like, you could take it all around. It's like the legend of Link. He took it all over the world and carried the bomb to different places. Cause I guess you could use it more than like that one, than the, wherever mm. the Ganondorf area. Or aganim or whatever his name is. I think there's one other spot. Yeah, but that one just it was that was the one that was like, oh, this game is great, Zelda's great. You know, I, I didn't know, but now I know. It was linked to the Past It was really just it was really magical to me. And uh I used to play uh, my Super Nintendo in the basement, and you know, my mom would like yell at me whenever the food was ready and all that. And for some reason, the Zelda theme, the the you know the it always. Would would make would make me think it was my mom yelling at me, so it would always make me a little nervous. For it sounded like her being like, "Hey, food." <laughs> I don't know <laughs> that just the way that just the way that song was. The, just Your the stomach way that, starts growling yeah. stuff. I don't know, but yeah, that was the one. That was the one that like made me a fan was that one. And I think it's our You know, a lot of people say you of enough time. Well, you know, before Breath of the Wild, and a lot a lot of people would argue like between Ocarina of Time and A Link to the Past as being the best Zelda game. And I think that, I think A Link to the Past really, you could totally defend that as being the best one out of all of them because it is very good and it's held up really, really well over the years. So that's what I feel about that. I
2: was gonna say, you could defend A Link to the Past certainly as being the first, the, the best, you know, Zelda, not without getting too much into my story. My first one was that I really played was Ocarina of Time. And when I went back, and played linked to the past on the game boy advance for the first time i was surprised how much it felt like a 2d version of ocarina mm-hmm. yeah if that makes sense i saw the lineage i thought okay yeah they really did nail a lot of the we
1: have like the, the key points yeah. of zelda yeah in, in that in that game already well there's there's the three you know there's the three dungeons and the change and then there's like the six more dungeons or whatever after that and i feel like that was the game that started that, that started that formula, which kind of got a little played out by the time we got to Breath of the Wild, but, Mm -hmm. but you know, where it's like three things, big change, the rest of the stuff that kind of happened in every game. There was always that dark world moment, you know, Mm -hmm. of any Zelda after that. So they did kind of get a little tedious, but that first time was just done so well. And just like how you needed a specific item to like, cause you're, you're not even link in the dark world. You're this other creature. And like this, there's just so much really cool stuff in that game. And I still think it's really good. And it's on Switch for free if you have Nintendo Switch online.
0: Well, my first experience with Zelda, and I, and I didn't think this counted, but definitely saw the cartoon first before I ever played a Zelda game uh, because I watched this Super Super Mario Super Show every day, and uh, on Fridays it was Zelda, and it would hype it up all week that you got to watch it on Friday. But first you think the whole
2: game was about trying to get a kiss from the princess and saying, excuse me? <laughs> like, were you surprised by the difference?
0: I... You know what? By the time I played Zelda, which I, I guess I could get into a little bit later, but um, I did, I did eventually get Zelda. But so the first game that I was exposed to was Zelda two. So that oh, yeah. from that moment, I thought that's what all that's what I thought the Zelda games are going to be like. Yeah. So just kind of a very bad one <laughs> to get introduced. <laughs> to. There, there's worse. <laughs> there's worse for sure. If you include CDI, but no, it was the it was Zelda two and to make it even worse the cartridge was maybe the cartridge was messed up or you know looking back on it maybe just the battery needed to be replaced or whatever but this game was like cursed because we would start playing it and then we would kind of like make a little bit of progress and then we'd turn it on and it wouldn't turn on like nintendo games did you go through the whole rigmarole of getting the game to function yeah and our nintendo was brand new at this point like it shouldn't have been a problem with our hardware it was just the way the the game was, but uh, the the files were just a race, and they'd yeah. just be gone. And I remember my dad, for whatever reason, decided he was going to play all the way through it, knowing this already that we'd had trouble with it. And he got almost all the way to the end. And by the way, once he started playing it, we weren't allowed to play that game anymore. Because you know? <laughs> could quite accidentally erase his file. Sure. So uh, so he got almost all the way to the end. He got to like the last, ca- last dungeon or whatever, and then Lo and behold, turns it on one day. Files erased. Yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure he swore swore off video games because of that. Like, I didn't <laughs> see him play a lot of stuff besides like Tetris after that. Well, it, and yeah. I got and I got them the the classics, the two classics, and I think he and my mom will play those once in a while, like when they're just hanging out and they'll play that. You know, Nintendo. They'll like play Joust or they'll play uh, Zelda Two, I think. But I don't think he's really like put any sort of thought i even tried to show him like save states and stuff be like you should play zelda 2 again this time you don't have to worry about it getting erased and yeah i just remember being like even though it didn't happen to me i I remember feeling so bad for him and zelda traumatizing me in a way because of that but i did eventually buy zelda uh the first zelda and uh at the top of the show i said if you love something write your your name on it real
1: big (laughs) there it is yeah
0: I didn't want anything to happen to this cartridge. I bought it myself for uh, $10 with my my birthday money. And I'm pretty sure it was my 10th birthday. So ten ten. And I remember my dad had gone to the local pawn shop and he was like, you know, I'll grab you a game. Just give me your $10 when I get home. Uh, What game do you want? And he started listing the games and one of them was Zelda. I was like, we already have Zelda. He's like, no, this is the first Zelda. I was like, that's what I want. So that so I bought it myself so that was kind of cool i think it might have been the first game i bought with my own money and uh the name i actually wrote the name on it later on this is when i was in college that i wrote my name on it because i was scared something was going to happen to it in the dorm
1: oh yeah yeah. because game, games
0: had a way of disappearing
1: oh yeah i lost i mean i lost my mario kart disappeared i think oh, yeah. I, I think i also lost uh pokemon puzzle league which sucked because i really like that game i, I bought it. my entire
2: box of dreamcast stuff
1: yeah so uh and I, and I think somebody, I think I lent it to somebody and just forgot that they, that I lent it to them, you know, and I forgot who had it and they forgot they had it. And so, so, you know, that's basically what happens in, in dorm life, but I don't miss it at all. And now I don't, now I just have to remember what I lent to my, you know, roommates and stuff like that. But,
0: but I will say, uh, one cool thing about it is the battery still works in this as of last time I tried it out. I guess I should try it again and make sure, but this is the cartridge I've had since then. So that's pretty cool that I've still got, you know, one of my favorite games on cartridge. And and so even though Zelda two is the one I was exposed to first, I think I would say Zelda one was what revealed to me. Oh, this game could actually be fun. Two is just a bad one. And that's kind of how I looked at it at the time.
2: Well, I first experienced Nintendo in general at my, my neighbor's house when I was probably about four, four, maybe five. And I can't remember which is the first Zelda. I have a more vivid memory of Zelda 2, like specific, uh, which was the image specifically was the game over screen of Ganon, which I thought oh, was yeah. pretty scary at the time. Uh,
1: uh, uh, yeah.
2: Yep. Oh, yeah. Their game laughing at you with a like, blood red background. I mean, that, that leaves an impression on a, on a four or five year old. Uh, it, it also might have been the first one. I don't know. I can't say for sure. But Zelda 2, because of that scream definitely left the, the deeper impression.
0: Isn't that the same laugh from Punch-Out? It
1: is, yeah. Sort of Papinski. I was thinking about the same thing, because uh, in Blackthorn, the the way that the orcs laugh at you, I think it's the same laugh that that the guy, uh, what's his face, uh, Doomsday does in the Superman game as well, because they made that one also. The Death and Return of Superman. I think they all have the same laugh. So, there you go. There's some dumb Blizzard trivia. <laughs>
2: But after that, um, playing at my neighbor's house, we got our Nintendo maybe like a year or two later. And my, my other neighbor, I had moved by then. My other neighbor, who was my best friend growing up, I experienced Zelda mostly through, through him and his brother playing. Um, I remember seeing, see the first one playing that on, on his little TV that he had. And then they, they really went gung ho for, for Link to the Past. And, I just started to feel like it was around then that I started to realize I didn't like RPGs just because they all felt like you were playing from a menu, like instead of actually doing your moves. I didn't understand that. Mm-hmm. And I just associated Zelda with that by that time. Like, even though it was obviously different, I don't know, just because you had a sword and you were running around a map and it was telling a story. I was like, oh, I probably won't like that game after all. So I never really played it. I just kind of watched them play it. and um, It wasn't until Ocarina time for me that I really came around. Uh, and I've told bad story before. Mm-hmm. So I don't need to go back there again. But, and I finally bought Zelda one in high school. I, I was at a Land. I want to say this was like maybe 1998 or 99. And I got it for 12 bucks. So I was pretty happy to finally get a physical copy of the original Zelda. and. Sort of start over and make amends for my my bad impression of the first Zelda games.
1: Yeah, yeah, cool. All right, well, and then after that, we'll talk about our favorite Zelda game, which uh, I was warning if anybody would actually say Breath of the Wild, which is not my favorite. I think it's great, it's not but it's too my favorite either. It's too non-Zelda. It's too non-Zelda of a Zelda game for me. I like. uh, I like that formula, but not too formula. My favorite Zelda game is still Majora's Mask just because it's such an incredibly dark, weird game. And I love it. And it reminds me, and I love like the darkness of it. And I love like the, it just has all these different vibes to it. It feel it's like a scary game. It's, it's like little nightmares way back when, you know,
0: it is creepy.
1: Like there's a lot of really scary parts to it. Like we're going to do, right. a, we're going to do a Patreon spin off of this Patreon only, you know, support please patreon.com slash Uh we're going to do an episode where we get into depth of like characters and stuff and there's there's a character where you know there's the kid the character who has the mummy dad that like lives in the house in Majora's Mask and that always freaked me out like especially when you like see his face because they show it like really quickly and it's just everything is so weird and that game is just like I just love how you're just making everybody be okay with dying you're totally like doing this Doctor mm-hmm. Kevorkian thing through the whole game, and that's your and that's what your that's what your point is It's just to make everyone feel like they that they've done. You help them finish whatever their last accomplishment accomplishment is going to be before yeah, your, their bucket lists. Basically, yeah, mm-hmm. but like you help like one of my favorite side quests is where you have to, you help the couple get married, which is like the longest one out of all of them because it takes place through all the all the days. But but you basically have to. You know, you are giving everybody peace, like you know, like the part where you take the the mail hat from the mailman, so he can mm-hmm. go run and hide somewhere, or go see his family, or whatever, because he's so dedicated to the job. You have to relieve him of the job, and it's just like it was so unique, and like all this, this the stories. And I really liked. I thought the I thought the uh, levels were really cool, and I just I felt like there were some items that weren't fully utilized as well as they were in Majora's Mask, like the like the arrows of I uh, mm-hmm. I didn't think would, were done as well in the. Uh, ocarina of time versus majora's mask i feel like they did some more creative stuff with it and it just blew me away how they took the same they basically took all the same graphics of ocarina of time and just like mixed it all around to make it feel like this completely new thing with everybody in a different role and i thought that was really cool it was like this bizarro oh. uh mm-hmm. twilight zone thing and i just loved it i was like this, i think this that, is that giant- added to yeah. the creepiness of it that yeah. it was just
0: like slightly familiar
1: for yeah. sure, yeah, where characters that were bosses were now your friends, and like it's, yeah, it's just they just flipped everything on its head, and it's not, and they did create their own characters too. It wasn't all just remixed stuff from Ocarina of Time, but it was just really cool, and they just created this really weird world, and like the just the strangeness of like the giants and like the masks, and and how this like side character of Ocarina of Time became like the main villain, and. And just like all, just the way they put it together is just so bizarre, but like so great at the same time, and I just love it. And it's yeah, turned it around really- so
2: quickly too. It was only like a, a year and four
1: months or something like that. The development time. I, I thought it was like four years because didn't well when did oh, we no Ocarina would have come out in like ninety eight or ninety nine right ninety eight was ninety eight yeah. okay so it'd this be like two years yeah because it was two thousand they tried yeah. they tried to turn it around as quick as they could that's why they reused a lot of the assets but I thought like they. Did a really good job with it too. Like they it did a just,
0: one thing yeah. I really liked is how much more colorful it is. think like the palette is just a lot. more... Oh, yeah. the deep purples the and black uh, and yeah. greens.
1: Yep. also, you yeah, know, I think a lot
0: of that had to do with the using the expansion
1: pack. Yeah, was, yeah, the expansion pack definitely helped out with that. But and also the fucking theme song of Zelda's in there finally. You know, it wasn't in Ocarina of Time, but it is in Majora's mm. Mask and the Overworld. So I really appreciated yeah. that. Yeah, and it's creepy. It's it's weird. And and the link changing into the different characters, I love that. And I love how everybody will react to you in a different way depending on what you're doing. Like I love like if you're like the Deku scrub, like the dog will try to eat you. Or mm-hmm. like or like if you're like the Zora, the dog will want to follow you cuz you're so like magnificent. And if you're like the Goron, the dog's afraid of you. Like all this it's cool like just how even like the little animals in the town will will react to you differently depending on what character you are. And I I just thought that was really neat. Like just the, the, the amount of detail they did in there.
0: They also like you were saying maybe, well, they still have a lot of the items in the game, but um, the masks themselves are items that like have their own utility and there's a ton of them. So it's really cool. Like all the interesting things you can do with the different, I guess, headgear, you'd really call it because some of them are not truly masks.
1: But, uh, sure. Yeah, some of them are hats. And then hats such. are like yeah,
0: the bunny ears. I guess are
1: like, yeah. kind of like hats. But but they how actually, cool that yeah. the bunny
0: ears actually have like a utility to them.
1: Yeah. No. I mean, after playing with the bunny ears on Majora's Mask and running faster, like you never want to play Ocarina of Time again because it's it feels so slow after playing that game. And I and I played the I played the 3DS re-release. You know, it's great the remaster. But I just I felt it was like you move so slow in Ocarina of Time. If you try playing it like I played it like in the last few years. It feels like it's like it just drags and drags, and your character moves so fucking slowly. It's like you got to roll man.
2: across the field, man, all the way across the field. Somersault.
1: It, it, it doesn't. It, it makes dr- you go I, faster.
0: I, I swear think, it does. <laughs>
1: I don't think it actually does. I think I, I, I really. She's a Goron. If it does, it's like very very minute, but it's yeah, it's, whatever. But yeah, that's mine. That's my favorite.
0: It's also kind of where the rock power up in uh, Mario Galaxy came from, or Mario Galaxy Two. Is a lot like the Goron roll that you do.
1: Oh, the Goron race, yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. That was fun. That was one of the most fun bosses. The one where you turn into the spiky Goron and just roll around with the with like the the bowl that's running through the circle. Like their their uh-huh. bosses were just really creative. I, I liked them a lot.
0: Well, my favorite game, and I was kind of trying to bite my tongue a little bit earlier, but because uh, we you guys were already kind of talking about what could be argued is the best Zelda game, and I think it's for me a link to the past is my favorite. Zelda game, and you guys were already kind of covering the reasons, but um, yeah, because it kind of established the the formula that to me is my favorite Zelda formula. And once again, kind of like what Trey said, um, I love Breath of the Wild. It's a great game. It's one of my favorite games, but I don't want to say it's my favorite Zelda game because there's just something that the magic of the the Zelda games is kind of missing, and there's a new magic sure for sure but the 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 magic of zelda is not in there like to quite the same degree and a link to the past i actually beat this game before i ever beat the first zelda game even though i owned zelda one years before this and that's because i didn't figure out how to beat zelda until high school when i finally looked at a guide and realized you have to bomb a spectacle rock or whatever I didn't know that. I had the whole Triforce and I didn't know what to do. I was just stuck like that for years in Zelda. Oh, yeah. But oh, yeah. Uh, Link to the Past, though, we figured that one out. And the one thing I really remember, because we got this when we got the Super Nintendo. This was like a game that came with it when my dad bought it or when he bought a few games with it at the pawn shop. And I remember just being completely surprised by how it looked because all the advertisement made it look like his maybe like a realistic game or like a gritty game or whatever. And I thought it was going to be like Zelda two. And I was scared. Like, I was like, no. Yeah. And so we got it and I turned it on and just seeing how bright and colorful and cartoony it was just made me so happy. I just was like, yes, this is like the first Zelda, like the good one. Yeah. And so that was awesome. And then, yeah, we played it all the time with the game genie. We have an episode where I, Say uh, from memory <laughs> the codes to a link to the past. We put them in so many times. I've got them memorized for the, for the for the game cheating. But uh I've beaten it many times since then, and I always play through this and the first Zelda. Anytime they come out on a new system, I play through the whole game and at least beat it. Maybe I don't get all the heart pieces or whatever, but I'll play through it and beat it. So. Um, I actually just beat a couple levels on Link to the Past the other day. I
1: was going to say, playing, did you uh, beat it on the Switch, on the Nintendo I was Switch playing online. it on the
0: Wii U and just trying to catch up. I've already played all the way through it on the Switch.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I played
0: through it, I think, on the SNES Classic that I have.
1: Yeah, I never I never played through it on there. Just because, I, I mean, it was like, I, I don't have time to. I, I know I like it. I, I told you about, like, there's that glitch where you can just, like, walk through the whole game and, like, beat the game in two minutes. I don't know if you ever mm. tried doing that, but... Somebody did. That. I watched a yeah. video
0: of someone doing it. It yeah. was, it's nuts. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I would ever try to do that, but it's it's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, this game was like. I remember one thing I definitely remember was like the whole dark world mechanic. Like we did not know what the hell was happening with that mirror. We were probably stuck there for weeks. Then I remember one day I came home from school and my mom was like, "Your dad figured out the mirror in Zelda," <laughs> and he had finally figured it out that you know how to. And it was specifically like where you had to go onto that patch of land that you would, would turn into the hill when yeah, you went yeah. back, and then you, you yeah. fell down. And uh, and I just remember being like, "What? There's two like there's two worlds, and you had to go between the two of them." And that's the first time I even understood that was a mechanic in the game, and that just blew my mind. So, yeah, we played the hell out of that game. I've beaten it so many times I don't even know. Like if I was gonna speed run a Zelda game, that would be the one because I know it like the back of my hand i know where i think where everything is in it like i said i played through it on game boy advance when it was released on that i played all the way through that i played through it on the wii i still i had it on the super nintendo but i had to sell it i think i talked about that in one of our mm-hmm. patreon episodes as well yeah that's definitely my favorite for all those reasons the i think it was creepy like the whole thing that happens with the uh the character and the in the woods that's playing the music for the animals. Oh like yeah. That, that part that, always made me really, really sad. That's one of my favorite
1: uh, things too. Yeah.
0: The, the grotesqueness of everybody, like how that, how the dark world changes them was really kind of disturbing to me as a kid. I remember, even though, you know, you're looking at it now and it's really simple, like chibi graphics, but um, just kind of that whole, like how, how weird the dark world was. is just like unsettlingly strange and just like slightly different, you know, kind of like in the same way Majora's mask was where like, it's familiar, but something about it's off. So
1: I I think another thing that's, that's really, really good about link to the past, especially compared to some of the newer, like 3d stuff is that it's so like to the point at the beginning, like you don't have to like fucking wrestle bulls for like an hour or like go catch a cat or something before you do anything. It's, it's like the music is like on point and it's raining and like, it's, and it's just all, it's just, is there. Like it has, you know, all the mood and the atmosphere that you need. And it's oh, like the you mood gotta, is so great. And you got to go you, here. You hear you like go, the yeah. muffled
0: sound of rain at the very beginning, like yeah. you said, and then you go outside and it gets louder. And your uncle's there and he's like, basically you see him die, I think.
1: Yeah, I think so. He dies or he and passes out. I think he just passes out, but.
0: He just disappears, yeah. but, uh, <laughs> yeah, maybe he passes out, but, uh. It's just, it's so fun. And like, it looks so good. It used all the the little tricks the Super Nintendo had really well to to make itself better and decided a lot of really genuinely clever things in it, like having to have a book to translate the runes, you know, to get into that one level or like... um, The mirror, of course. The the dark world, light world mechanic. I love the falling mechanic. You know, this is where they added that where you could fall down holes and stuff. Mm -hmm. So when they added like that to the dungeons where you could fall to the floor below and land on different stuff, like that was really cool. And like, it really just was like, this couldn't have happened on the Nintendo. This is definitely this is is Zelda 1. If it had been released for the Super Nintendo,
1: it might have been this game. Got all multi-level.
0: Yeah, it's it's a beautiful game. It holds up. It still looks great. Oh, and you know, pink haired Link. You gotta love pink Link.
1: <laughs> I, I want. I've said it before, but I want a pink haired Link amiibo so badly. I don't know why they didn't make one. I, I want, don't either. I want the pink haired Link. A, a link to the past amiibo. That would. That's probably the one that I would want the most out of any of the. I mean, I have. I have my Majora's Mask Link. I bought it from. Uh, I bought it when I was in Japan with the you know with the mask and all that, but. Pink haired Link would just be so cool, like a like a bitty one, you know, but a sixteen bit one, kind of mm. like the classic Mario. I would love to see that. Have they ever explained why his hair is pink in that game? It just changes when you get the different outfits, right? Because
0: maybe it's a palette thing. Maybe it has maybe to
1: do. maybe it pops better than than blonde mm. would. I don't know. Works works better with the hat. I mean, the only reason Mario has a mustache was because his face looked weird without it. You know, it created more better dimensions. Yeah. yeah.
2: It seems like they would, if that was an issue, then the contrast, whatever, maybe they would redesign the outfit around is giving him more natural colored hair. Like it didn't have to be pink.
1: I think people just you know, didn't just, a, just didn't notice. I didn't really n- think about it until later in life. I didn't either that he had pink hair. But it's kind of like you know what? I, yeah, he does. He has pink hair. I don't know. Just roll with it. No, no, nobody really asked. I guess. Well,
2: if I had to pick one desert island Zelda game, it would be Breath of the Wild, no doubt.
1: Well, it's the longest. But if I have
2: to pick, <laughs> if I have to pick my favorite one, it's Ocarina of Time. Sure. I just don't. I don't see any game knocking that off my pedestal of of favorite game of all time like ever it's been it's had that position since it came out 22 years ago 23 years ago and there it sits i think the reason that i love it so much is i I try to think back of that time in my life from say december of 1998 to whenever i beat it i want to say maybe february of 1999 and i don't think i remember anything else but zelda like nothing else in that period of time, stands out more in my memory than, than the game itself. I was just so completely absorbed in it. It was what I thought about when I was at school. It was what I did immediately when I got home. Certainly over the weekends, it was just all Zelda. And maybe some of that is a little bit of the pendulum swinging back from my initial sort of, yeah, Zelda's not for me, to realizing, like, wait, what? Like, it's it's amazing? Like, why didn't I give this whole series a chance? And after that, then it was, I, w- I want to try every resolve the game that I can. And um, at that point, luckily there weren't that many. So that there was like, like four I think. To do, Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. But also by that point, so the n 64 came out in 96, September of 96. So two years on, it was like, we kind of have a whole roster of games and we know what's the top tier. Mario was still like top tier number one game. At that time, and we were looking for something else to really knock people's socks off, to knock our socks off. Zelda did it, and not only did it do that, it just like took everything that made Mario 64 great as far as the controls and the camera and the sharpness of the graphics at the time and just turned it up a notch hmm. and told a whole story to boot, like a really engrossing story. It might be the first time that I was that en- engrossed in a video game story. And I just wanted to see what happened next.
1: Yeah, the the story is definitely solid in that game and it,
0: it, it has some really cool, like if you'd call it cinematography. Like I really yeah. loved some of like the shots where like you just see like half the face, you know, and it'd be like all white. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And then maybe you yeah. show like Link's face and stuff. Like they did a lot of really cool shots that I I don't know if you see as much and you know, yeah, I don't think yeah. they're trying to make games cinematic like that as much.
2: Right. Well I some mean, of those cutscenes too, like the shots of the, the story of how the Triforce was forged and all the particle effects that are oh, yeah, in there. The, the gods and all like, that stuff, yeah. Still look great to this day. Like They still look really good. And at the time, it was just like, I'm watching a movie on my N64.
1: Well, I mean, it was really important at the time for 64 because... You know, the PlayStation had CD capability and you had, like, FMVs left and right on every single fucking mm-hmm. game. So I felt like they had to kind of prove to, prove to the world that they could do, like, a cinematic, like, dramatic game that had, like, right. camera angles and looked like a movie. And I feel like they, you know, put more, put so much effort into it because of that. Because of, like, having to go up against the CD-based system where it was really fucking easy to throw. So, you know, to to put you could put like real actors in there. I feel like they were just really trying to do that, and, it, and they really did, they did even well. Like
0: a, yeah, wasn't there like something that when you did like certain targeting, like the the actual framing would change or the bars? You know, yeah, it would
1: do like, the letterbox thing. Like when you uh-huh. when you mm-hmm. just hold it, when you, I think when you hold it and you're not right. like targeted on something, it would do the letterbox on the top and the bottom. Yeah, if I remember correctly, when the when the camera would would, would jump behind you,
2: yeah, so it looks cinematic like that.
1: And it was able to age better than Super Mario 64 did, even because of the lack of the camera. Like, speaking of camera, you know.
2: Oh, right. we got to talk about, too, the Z-targeting. Like, one of the absolute staples of 3D gaming started right there. Mm. They figured it out. And, you know, for that, it
1: shoots immediately up to the top of the best of all time list for that functional load. Paved the way for Metroid Prime, because Metroid Prime used it, too. Used the Z-targeting in that game
0: it's also worth noting how great the auto jump works. Like that seemed like yeah. something that could have gone really, really badly, but
1: it works really, really well.
2: It's a great decision. Yeah. I remember hearing that. Oh, you, there's no jump button in the game. I'm well, there wasn't about, a jump you know, button that...
1: in the other ones. <laughs> so right. except for like the game right. boy one had the feather, but you
0: can backflip. That's kind of jumping. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Ocarina time hands down. And I, I don't see any, any other game coming close.
1: Sure. All right, cool. Well, uh, Let's move on. Hopefully, that's the one that we spend the most time on because I don't. I don't want to go too long on this, but just just for the fun of it, since we since we said like our favorite one, let's talk about our least favorite one too. And I'm not. I'm completely excluding the CDI ones. Those ones are not allowed because everybody's going to say those anyway.
0: Well, I mean, I haven't played them, and so I've I'm never
1: gonna... played. I've never played them, so I don't know. Even though I, I guess there was. I heard there somebody was going to develop like an HD version of uh, was it Wizard of Gamelon or whatever it's called. Yeah, like I'm under sure. the radar, like somebody's going to try to do like a remaster of that. But I, I never, I've never even seen those games like like physically. I mean, maybe we saw them at MGC, but I don't think so. I think I would remember if I saw it. But no, I was thinking for me, like aside from aside from one and two, like one and two, I don't never really played that much. So it's just kind of like. But for me, probably my least favorite, I think, is probably like a uh, Link's Awakening just because i didn't really like the way the overworld was was designed just because of the limitations and stuff it just kind of made it it didn't have that magic for me that A link to the past did and yeah it's incredibly impressive for the time with the limitations and that and it kind of like made the remake hard for me to play as well just because of like just how weird it is to try to get from instead of just going from like square to square to square you got to go like around and do all this other stuff and it's very like janky Oh, yeah my, my least favorite I think is, Link, is links awakening and, and I don't I don't like necessarily dislike it I just don't think it's it plays as well as the other games and it, even even like the remake of it I thought was still kind of it wasn't it just didn't feel smooth to me I felt like there was too many you know you had to look at it, it had a to guide too much like I kept getting stuck too many times and I I don't know I like the game to be smoother where I can just kind of get through it without looking as much stuff and it doesn't seem as intuitive in that way I guess that's what I that's what I don't I don't dislike it I just it's not it's not my favorite it's it's definitely like lower on the totem pole for me in the Zelda's, even compared one to thing, the 3ds.
0: I'd say uh, one thing about Link or Link's Awakening that I could agree with you about is in saying it's one of the most convoluted. I guess is that it's like they didn't really have a lot of map space because it was for the Game Boy, so they had to make it to where it was really hard to get from like one point to the next. Yeah, and even <laughs> with like the quality of life improvements they added in the newest version of it. It was just like even just getting from one room to another in a dungeon just felt like a lot of ch- a chore a lot of the time because they had to maximize the space and have all these little switches and all those things you'd have to do. And you would have to get on a cart in another room to be able to go into this other room. And I just remember getting a little like worn out by that.
1: Yeah, I, I got real frustrated with it when I even when I got it when it came out. You know, and it's an interesting story. I bought it in England when I was there. And thankfully, Game Boy games were, or Game Boys were region free, and I didn't end up with something I couldn't play. But but I've but never beat i never beat the game, ever. Like, not even the Switch version. Just because it's, I, I, I don't know. It just was kind of a chore to play it, you know, as much as I like it. And I love the art style of the remake and all that. It's just like, yeah, it's, it's just really troublesome. Like, just getting around the world map. And the world map's supposed to be fun, right? The overworld's supposed to be a fun mm-hmm. thing to walk through but it's just annoying that it isn't. So that's that.
0: Well, for me, um, I thought long and hard about this because I like almost all the Zelda games, but obviously I like some more than others. So I had to be like, well, what about the ones that I just, I know they had to have been my least favorite because I never finished them. And I excluded Zelda 2 from that because it's just so much not a Zelda game in a lot of regards. It's almost like as far out there as Breath of the Wild. Maybe even
1: further out there.
0: So I said it's a tie, which hopefully that's not breaking the rules. But Skyward Sword.
1: I figured and, that one would be in there,
0: <laughs> and Minish Cap.
1: Oh, I love Minish I Cap. Could,
0: I could never get all the way through Minish Cap. But I would have loved to say that
1: I had beaten the game, but
0: some there's some sort of fatigue that happened for me both times I tried to play
1: it. Where, there, there, there is some weird stuff in there.
0: Yeah, where for whatever reason I just like stopped caring about it. And I guess the same thing kind of happened with uh, Oracle of Seasons, but I think that was because I had just played through Oracle of Ages, and I probably needed to take more of a break.
1: Yeah, this is but, the same because uh, we we did that with where we bought both of them, or I or bought one, you them. bought one, and we traded them. And I loved the first one, whatever first one I played. I was like, "This is so good! I really loved it." And then I jumped. Yeah, I think I did Seasons first, and then I jumped into Ages, and it was just too much. I just I got mm-hmm. burned out on it really quick because I had just completed the other one. I'm like. And I didn't think it was as good as seasons. And maybe if it was the other way around, if I would have played Aegis first, I would've liked that one more, but it was just it wasn't there for me. It was I wanted to be like the other game, but more and
0: I would think okay, so let's now that I'm kind of like reflecting on it a little more I think even including Zelda 2, let's bring that back. I could confidently say Skyward Sword is my least favorite
1: Zelda game. Yeah. I I figured that would be the one just because Mm -hmm. of how how much, uh, tr- how much uh, trouble you had and frustration you had, and from I know the it has good boss. dungeons, yeah.
0: so maybe, maybe I'm not remembering it as in as good of a light as I could, but it, it just got in my memory. It just completely obscured by those controls.
1: I think it's definitely my least favorite 3D game. Is is Skyward Sword hands down out of all of them. It's definitely my least favorite of, of the fully 3D ones. If I had to do, if I had to do a 2D one and a 3D one, Skyward Sword would definitely be at the bottom. I had a
2: hard time thinking of one. So I'm going to take a cop-out answer. I'm going to say Link's Crossbow Training, my least favorite (laughs) Zelda game. There's no dungeons. The story sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
1: Yeah, I don't even really remember it. I don't know if I played more than five hours of that game. Of Link's Crossbow Training? I love that
0: game so much that I own two copies of it.
1: I mean, that's about all there is. And I remember you gave me... Mm -hmm. Like, I didn't have the crossbow. John bought the crossbow, but you gave me the game of crossbow training, and I loved it. I was like, this game is awesome. (laughs) I was just, I played the crap out of it until I beat everything that was on there. Because I just wanted a game that played like that on Wii, like with the pointing. It's basically a third-person shooter with pointer control, and I love those games. So I just had a blast with it. And I played everything you could do. I went and got all the goals and everything. And I didn't have the fucking stupid crossbow thing because I hated the way it looked. But I just played the whole thing just with, with Wiimote and Nunchuck. And I was like, this is great. I love this game. This is awesome. You know. And I had a blast yep. with it. I played it for like 10 hours probably. So I, I got I got a lot of fun out of it. Yeah, the crossbow thing was pretty stupid, huh? Yeah. I mean, the actual plastic thing I thought was dumb. It didn't make sense for me
0: i've got it somewhere i own one um we tried using it with other games and it's just um no matter how you spin it
1: it's really dumb yeah and and the way it's shaped and like you use the trigger but the trigger's back it's it's dumb i ended up just getting like a regular gun for like gun games that where you just put the, the meme mode in and it just like yeah, comes the over the top and shot, it, was great. i used it for house of the dead because i played the crap out of overkill and two and three and all that well, just just because just for time, I'll let I'll, I'll let that slide so we can move on. But uh, <laughs> I wanted to say, you know, just we'll talk about some future Zelda stuff for the fun of it. Uh, I wanted to say, you know, what what would you like from a Zelda game that isn't the 3D All Stars game? I wanted to cut that out of there because that's like you know everybody wants that. But for me personally, I would like to see I would like to see another I'd like to see an original new Grezzo game. I want to see it. I'd like to see a Zelda game in the style of what they did with Link's Awakening, the remake, but a completely brand new game that has like all new areas, and and is all 2D and is in you know like reminiscent of Link to the Past. I like that. I, I I feel that the 2D Zelda should never go dead. Like I really like those games still, and they could should continue to to happen. And I would love to see if I could pick any new Zelda aside from what all already's been announced and all that. That's what I would like to see. It's another like. With the with the Link's Awakening graphic, but a completely brand new game that they that they made, you know. So about that. that that that'd be what I want to see.
0: Well, we're definitely on the same or similar wavelength here, Trey. And I was like checking the notes to make sure I didn't accidentally steal what you wrote, but you didn't put it in there, so I know I didn't.
1: But, I didn't uh, put it in there, yeah. <laughs>
0: what I what I was saying was uh I wanted because of the fact that the switch is now the console and the handhold. The, the handheld you don't have those the disparity between you know like when you know there was already 3d zelda games out and then we got minish cap you know we got a sprite based original zelda game and then later on we got uh like phantom hourglass which was spread which was still poly polygonal but it was like generations back in in appearance and was cool for that reason even at the time it just was like this is great this feels like you know some sort of hybrid between the, the the graphics of Ocarina and Wind Waker. Um, so I want an original Zelda game with sprite graphics. I don't want oh that'd be cool the, too. I don't want the Grezo thing. I want the like full like sprites. Think like uh, Cadence of Hyrule kind of
1: thing. Yeah, or or like or like Four Swords, like Four Swords Adventure, uh, like how it was in the same graphics of Links, Link to the Past. Some really like bright.
0: You know, super detailed, awesome, cartoony
1: graphics. Oh yeah, and sprites yeah. And, and and Triforce heroes. Like the yeah. don't forget a Triforce heroes, which I loved that game. I really wish they would re-release that on Switch so I could play it online. Like I thought it was so good. I thought it was such a great game, and I felt like it didn't really get a chance because the online community was just kind of gone before it was there. But mm. it was good. It, I had a blast with that game, just playing with people I didn't know online. And I don't like online games, but I like that game. It was much. It was. I felt like it was a much better multiplayer game than Four Swords was. It just seemed perfect, and that and like all the puzzles were made really, really accurately. But yeah, no, I'm I'm with you too. Uh, 16 yeah. bit and New I, Zelda would be great.
0: Yeah, and I think in a way we almost got that with uh, a link between worlds, but uh, that was still so much like a link to the past. Like, I want something completely original. I want it sprite based, and I want it to be like. I want to have that moment again, like I had when I played my favorite one, A Link to the Past, because I was so happy. It just looked like a better version of the first Zelda. So let's do that again. Let's let's take Link to the Past and just beef those sprites up and make something new with it.
2: Would yeah. you want it to look sixteen bit, or would you want it to have like a real, like set, like animation quality?
0: I want like thirty two bit. Like want- Playsta- early PlayStation, like when they were still thought they had to do sprites, but they were just like these super nice detailed sprites and
1: like, like a lot- move
0: around good and scale and rotate. And-
1: like a lot of stuff that you see, like uh, indie stuff on in the eShop where it's like, you know, it's 16 bit, but it's not really, it's actually like 32 bit, but it's HD. Like mm-hmm. that's kind of what I want. Right. It's like the, the 2D HD, but not the project triangle, whatever <laughs> thing, you know. Mm -hmm. Kind of, kind of along that, along those realm is what I would like, but not as dark. Like, kind of more, more bright and colorful. I had two Um, answers. So one is I
2: want a Zelda game that's set in the future. That's generally because I, other than Zelda, I don't really like sword stuff. I mean, Breath of the Wild was set in the future. Well, I mean, (laughs) it's supposed to add like a medieval flavor to it, you know? Yeah, swords and you know, everybody's in ragged clothes and all that stuff. I want a Zelda game that's set in the future and I'm going to use the word cyberpunk, but I'm not referring to that game. I don't want that game. Sure. I want a cyberpunk Zelda. I think that could be very cool. There's a lot of opportunities for creativity there. And to take it out of the box, the way that Breath of the Wild took the mechanics out of the box, now I want to see the visuals and music and everything else transformed into something new. I think that could be really cool. The other thing that I would like to see is a Zelda music game. Music is such a huge part of the Zelda series. I would like to see like a music rhythm game, maybe all along the lines of, but not cadence uh, of Hyrule, not <laughs> cadence of Hyrule. I'm, I'm thinking something along the lines of like, like DK jungle beat, but yeah. with an ocarina instrument, or maybe like, <laughs> like the wind waker wand or something. Yeah. Yeah. You know, something that's all
1: about making music. Wii music. Yeah. And Wii music was kind of like that. I have that game, but I never played it. I could, I couldn't bring myself to, to get it, to play it, even though I bought it for like 75 cents. That's, uh, you know, I don't know. Yeah. That, that could be cool. And then of course, you know, we will end it with, uh, what you want from breath, of the wild Two, which I think our, our answers will probably be about the same, but I think, I think
0: there's an answer that we all agree on.
1: We want it more like Zelda and less like breath of the wild one. As much as I love breath of the wild one, I want it a little bit more, just, just have it a little bit more like the formula. Like I'd like to have some bigger dungeons and, and uh yeah. Less uh little bit a little bit more like structure on the story would be nice. Mm-hmm. Like the story wasn't really there on that one. Which is fine. I mean I still played the crap out of it, but it would be nice to have like a little bit better overarching story, and I think it's gonna going to kind of from what I've seen. But and I agree, I mean I agree with what you said also, John. Like that's kinda like the main thing yeah. I would like is uh, I wanna yeah. I wanted to break the breath of the Same. wild
2: mold in the way that breath of the wild broke the zelda mold mm-hmm. maybe that means coming back to traditional zelda a little bit maybe it means going in a new direction for me personally i just want a, a surprise i don't i don't want them to just add new missions to breath of the wild and slap a number two on it
0: that's kind of what i said first first and foremost the first thing i said was i want a new title i don't want it called breath of the wild Two. yeah i want it to be its own zelda independent zelda game and just because you're reusing the assets, I mean, they did that with Majora's Mask, and they didn't call it Ocarina of Time, too. You know, like, yeah, yeah. I think um, that's
2: a good
1: analogy. I think I the would love to see that yeah. from
2: those two games should happen here.
1: I would love mm-hmm. to see that happen if they took all the stuff from Breath of the Wild and like rearranged it and made it into this like fatalistic, like doomed yes. area with the moon destroying the world. Like I would love, or whatever. You know, they could have a different disaster. The we moon. We don't need the moon, mm-hmm. but yeah, no, it. I would love to see that, just like the Majora's Mask version of uh, Breath of the Wild, where it's yeah, just like that, even... eerie, that eerie, even, that eerie yeah.
0: slightly familiar vibe that might create more atmosphere because, you know, you're at the stable and this time it's all skeleton horses or something. I don't know, just sort yeah. of like a slight variation that can... Can like make you feel weird, um, or, or now now was,
1: now Zelda's the guy that you or not Zelda. Uh, n- now Ganondorf is the person that like sets you on the mission at the very beginning of the game, uh-huh. instead of the, instead of the king, and the king's become the evil. And I mean that's too like easy to figure out. But I would like it kind of rearranged like that, where like some of the Moblins are like nice now, or I don't
0: know. What's his face? <laughs> I want to um... play as
1: the zombie
2: character from the from the teaser. You're not actually playing as Link or Zelda. You're playing as that zombie guy who turns and looks at the camera at the end of the teaser. Uh-huh. That's, that's the twist.
0: What's the... Uh, Stubbs X? zelda Boson. There we go. Boson. What if he was the bad guy? The guy that's sitting by your fire at the end of the game that that like creates the whole town. Terry town or whatever.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. The the, the town that kind of feels like Majora's Mask kind of. Just yeah, what if
0: Boson a little... was the bad guy in this? That would, He would be a really good villain because he's a really interesting character. I was also going to say, uh, and I saw John enlisted this also, but... Let's have Zelda be playable, and John even went a little further than me. Yep. Like it's about damn time that Zelda was directly playable. I know she sort of is in Spirit Tracks, but not quite.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, she. she I mean, she had the she had the most like you could do with her because she's a ghost that can like uh, inhabit things. But yeah, no, I would love to see not Linkle uh, Zelda, even though yeah. Zelda is playable in the Muso games, but that doesn't count. But no, yeah, we should yeah. have. Something like Princess Super Princess Peach, but not as weird and sexist this time around.
0: Maybe let Link die at the beginning. You know, like that would be a, a twist. Oh
1: yeah, but... they should do the. They should do like the mortal. Well, that same game I was talking about, the Mortal Kombat Deadly Alliance on GameCube. I thought that was uh-huh. so cool, where they they flipped it. Like the very first cutscene is is uh, is Luke getting killed, and he's not in the game. They completely take him out of the game. I thought that was. Have Link sorry. die at the beginning, then Zelda just goes, "Eh, there'll be another one."
3: Yeah,
1: (laughs) but I always like it when games do that, where they're just like, you know, because Liu Kang was like always the hero of the series, and then they're like, you know what, fuck Liu Kang, and then they just kill him, and he's not in the game. (laughs) Like I I like that, or like you know, or like what uh they did with Metal Gear Two, where it's like, fuck, fuck Solid Snake, he's done, kick him out. This weird Raiden guy, you have to be him (laughs) the whole game.
2: I also really want all of my progress to carry over from the first game. Every item that's in my pocket, yeah comes to me immediately in the second game i just think it would be so stupid if i have to start all over because by the end of that game you do collect like tons and tons of items but if i have to if i have empty pockets at the beginning of zelda 2 breath of the Wild 2 i'm gonna become
1: bad yeah well but, but you don't want to have too much you still have to be able to collect stuff like i was pretty overpowered that's the by things. the end
2: that's the thing i want them to create more stuff
1: Additional yeah. stuff for, for me to, to find. You want
0: them to build on the systems that are already right.
1: there. You know, but what they should do, John, just because you created, just because you did the ultimate sin and never def- and never beat Breath of the Wild, they should make it to where you have to beat Breath of the Wild to get that option. Oh, 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 I'd, I'd, be, for it. The Wild I'd too. be for i yep. That you can only right. carry over stuff if you had actually made it to credits on Breath of the Wild. You can't just wow. automatically have your stuff. You would actually have to beat the game. So I'd be favor kind of that, yep.
0: would yeah. be shooting themselves in the foot maybe a little bit, but not. I don't know. It's got a pretty big install base, or It did. I, maybe not so much anymore. Uh, what about permanent items besides the parasail? Like for some reason they let you have the parasail, but
1: everything else degrades and breaks. Yeah. I figured they're going to fix that. The, the, bro- we get the broken some, weapons. Can we
0: get a hook shot? Could we get like an ice rod? I know we sort of got that with the the powers. the sh- With sli- the whiz engine. robes. Yeah. But like, let's get like items that are used for puzzles and stuff. Like what, what is it? I'm talking about the, um, all the different you're like, talking about like the and magnet and yeah right like all that stuff's cool but and I, I know in a lot of ways it did replace the items and in a way they're unbreakable items for that reason but i still like the thought of like having a hook shot or and just stuff like okay i just missed the hook shot
1: yeah. yeah i mean i, I, do, need I, I miss the hook shot too <laughs> but i mean one thing i i liked like how they because they were they were kind of doing it like they sort of how they did it in uh in A Link Between Worlds also, where they're like, hey, why, why don't we just give you all the weapons at the beginning of the game so you don't have mm-hmm. to find them in dungeons? And they were kind of playing around with that in Link Between Worlds. And then they fully mm-hmm. did it here, and I like that. I, I kind of got tired of the of the, of the the dungeons where it's like, okay, you're going to find this thing, and you're going to use this thing to beat the boss, but then you're not going to use this thing again. It's only going right. to be for this Which dungeon. Which became
0: more of a thing in the 3D games.
1: Cause- Twilight Princess especially. There were some really cool yeah. items in there, but they only really did good stuff like once. Like that you thing know? that you rode on, that uh-huh. that gear, that yeah, that was gear, awesome. Whatever yeah. it was, we had the Baby double, boy. the double claw shots too, and like the yeah. There's just really cool stuff. It just oh, all they give you the,
0: they give you the double claw shot at the end of the game when like. Well, you don't that would have that been much a really cool thing it. to have from yeah. the get go. Like have it be the double one from the beginning. No, I get that, but I could dream. Like I'm still thinking back to you know what the Zelda things I love the most, and hook shots one of them for sure. Um, and just having that, a little less uh, stress about everything breaking all the time would be nice. What about underwater mechanics? Like we didn't get like really any underwater.
1: Yeah, we didn't really have any water sure. stuff. Yeah, they got to upgrade it like Minecraft, where it's like, hey, new underwater worlds for Breath of the Wild too.
0: And maybe they'll introduce something like in Majora, where you've got a Zora type character or whatever, where you can be swimming through the water and have a whole different experience in that regard.
1: Yeah, for sure. No, I, they should bring back the water temple and make you do it in the same way. <laughs>
0: I mean, the water, th- think about the water temple and Majora's Mask. I mean, that was pretty fun.
1: I like that water temple. Yeah, I like it a lot better. But they they fixed the water temple later. Like if you play it on uh, Ocarina of Time, you can like, you have a button that you push to like make the boots go away or come back. So it mm-hmm. makes it, you don't have to pause it and change them and all that. That's all it really needed was it just to be an item that when you press it, it'll disappear or come back. I think they started doing that in Wind Waker, because Wind Waker actually had boots that you could take off or put back on without going to the menu. So But yeah, no, I mean I would just mostly like to just see more information about Breath of the Wild too, which, you know, we'll probably get someday. As they said in the direct that we'll someday hear about it again. So Supposedly after March thirty first. They would never they would never lie to us, right? So yeah yeah after after the mario celebration ends on march 31st i think we'll get the zelda announcement within a couple weeks yeah and but until then they will not even speak of link's name whatsoever they would just pretend well, that it, the him zelda never existed unless it's talking about right. skyward sword <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah they could, they could have seriously Chris. just put out something just like hey today's the
2: anniversary stay tuned for more information coming soon yeah
0: maybe sure. they were scared
1: of saying anything that would, bring,
0: that would bring the trolls like right to the forefront.
1: I mean, the trolls are at the forefront regardless. I mean, True. No matter what they say, there's going to be people on there, you know, bitching about games that have nothing to do with that. So I don't know, but yeah, I think I think that's good for the Zelda and for this episode. And yeah, and and if you want to hear us talk more about Zelda stuff, we're we're going to continue our conversation into the Patreon world. So drop us a dollar and you can hear our, our episode that's going to spin out of this where we talk about our favorite uh, interesting characters from those games. So it'll be fun. Cause like Majora's mask and Link's awakening, they all have some very, very interesting characters that we'll, we'll get into. So check that out on there. And uh, if you want to find us elsewhere, you can find us at Nintendo We're on all of the podcast apps. You can find us through there, Spotify, uh, YouTube.com/slashNintendoMainPodcast, twitchtv Podcast. Tune in this Saturday at 2 a.m. 2 a.m. Central Standard Time, and watch me play rock and roll racing and listen to music from other racing games. It'll be fun. I made sure to include. It's going to be a pretty interesting thing. Like I, I, I put like the, I put like the Goron race in there, and like the forklift race, and like a bunch of different stuff like that. So I wanted to make it big, you know. Cool. So it'll, I'll have a bunch of different stuff on there and just play rock and roll racing without without the music, which actually that was my least favorite thing about rock and roll racing was the music. So it'll be better to have better racing music to race to. So, yeah, check out all that stuff. And uh, you can follow us on Twitter at, at Nintendo underscore domain or at JMAX stack. And uh, I just and I, we have another show called How Is It Now? Uh, we just put up our episode with Diana Goodman about uh, the line in winter, which is really fucking cool. So check that out. It's up now. And uh, yeah, patreon.com slash Nintendo Podcast. Give us some money for extra episodes on there as well. And uh, we've been your hosts. I'm Trey Johnson.
0: I'm Jerry Mikowski.
1: John Knitter. And uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll see you next week.
0: See ya. <laughs>